Well, greetings and salutations, American <laughs> imagination connoisseurs. It is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, Robert Meyer Burnett. I am not John Campia, but this is the John Campia Show, the greatest movie entertainment show on the internet, right here on John Campia's YouTube channel. John can't be here today, so he's had me come in and pinch hit for him. A baseball reference for you people out there. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, I, I just, you know, <laughs> and a welcome to today's show. And of course, as always, I am joined by the woman of a thousand voices, Chris Carr. Hi, Rob. How you doing? How you feeling in that seat? I don't know. You know, it's I've never sat in the seat. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. I'm Usually a... I'm not nervous, but I have big, tall shoes to fill. You do. And I'm worried about that. But you know who else is here? Rayora. Yay. I'm back from the island, baby. <laughs> Uh, how was it? Did that? Did you have a passport problem? No, but that chair looks comfortable. It is a little comfortable, but I'm a little. It doesn't feel quite right. <laughs> I, I I like being a guest on John's show. Yeah. yeah. And of course, we have producer, producer Jonathan Voico over there behind the the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Jonathan, how are you? Yay! Ooh. Like that <laughs> one more time. Did they play any of the Tron Legacy score? They actually started with it. So oh, it was, hell yeah. It was like a uh, kind of like a concept uh, kind of concert, you know? So it was a little story. So it started with that. Well, as you all know, we're going to jump right into this show. As the show goes, we split it into two parts. We have first predetermined topics. And then, of course, we take questions from you, the audience. And between those two sections, we will open up Super Chats. And you've got a couple of seconds, actually, what, a minute or two? About a to minute. fire in those Super Chats. And we will talk about things that you give us to talk about. So make them good. Now, we do have an off the top. And our off the top is this. As many of you know, I am a, a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. Chris Carr, I know you've become a Fast and Furious fan. Hobbs and Shaw, baby! <laughs> okay, you've seen one. It's a spinoff, but that's okay. Close. Now, for those of you who have been watching Jack Reacher, uh, Alan Richson, the star of Jack Reacher, he is a very strapping, handsome dude. Mm -hmm. He kicks ass uh, in the action mode that we saw him in. He has been cast in Fast 10, Fast X, the next movie, which could be the beginning of the end of the franchise. But he has been cast. Of course, uh, Justin Lin was recently replaced as the director of Fast 10 by Louis Leterrier. And apparently, he's brought in Alan Richson. And this comes to us from Deadline. It's an exclusive article. Fast X, the 10th installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise, looks to have rounded out its all-star cast with Alan Richson, the breakout star of the new Jack Reacher series from Amazon Prime Video. Richson, jo Richson joins the pick, just set Louis, Louis Leterrier to replace Justin Lin as director. The film is in production with Vin Diesel and the core Fast and the Furious cast returning alongside franchise newcomers Jason Momoa and Brie Larson. <laughs> I mean, what a cast. They have everybody in this. I, I, everybody. Yeah. So, so first of all, what do you think of Alan? I mean, like I know him. Should I say Mr. Richson? I love that you're calling him Alan. You guys are uh, you know, we, me we, and Al, we go way back. Yeah, we go way back. What do you guys what do you guys think? 
I love this. I, I finally started watching Jack Reacher because you guys freaked out so much about the show because before it wasn't really on my radar. And he's phenomenal. He is a really, really great actor. And, you know, I went into it being like, he's cast because he's got the physicality. Does he have the chops? He does. He can just be really, really imposing, but also charming, really, really intelligent. You can see those wheels working all the time. So I'm excited to see him in this franchise, which I really have to start watching. <laughs> now, Ray, have you watched? I want to point out something. Can you bring up that deadline thing again? Yeah. Jonathan? Doesn't he have my eyes? It's like my eyes, right? Oh my gosh. We it's like a striking resemblance of my eyes. <laughs> Ray, have you watched the Jack Reacher show? Um, no, I haven't, but I know this guy is buff because I pulled some pictures of him for when we did a topic on him. And I'm like, okay, if him and Vin Diesel go head to head, if Vin Diesel comes late and Ooh. he's, uh, he's uh, the type of guy who likes to be punctual, we might have some more problems on the set. <laughs> i just like to know, like... Obviously, we heard that Justin Lin might have left because Vin Diesel was out of shape. I would not want to be on a set with Jason Momoa and Alan. Oh, Rousseau. yeah, I forgot. I, completely I was forgot. out of shape. And Brie Larson. And Brie Larson. Who can just do chin-ups all day long. Yeah. I mean, this is this is one in, in, in this is one fit yeah. cast. We're, I, it's getting to the point where Helen Mirren's going to be able to deck him. I, I'm going <laughs> to almost bet you that when he goes to his dressing room, there's going to be a gift right at the front door from Vin. Trying to get on his good side. Here's some cookies, new cast member. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Welcome to the Something family. Something very sugary. <laughs> yeah. to hopefully, you know, cause a little. Uh... Well, for Fast Nine, I still haven't seen it, but did you? I didn't hear if you liked it. Or uh, not. I I was not a fan. Justice for wow. was not served, as far as I'm concerned. And you like a lot of stuff, like me. I do. I, I I like a lot of things. Some things I don't like, but I like most things. Oh man! So now I'm not even sure if I'm going to watch it. I mean, it is free on HBO Max, right? Yeah, you should watch it. Probably yeah, I should watch it. You know, you should. Why not? You've seen all the rest, right? And I heard they go to space. They get close to the moon. Oh, they do. Yes. <laughs> so they do. Almost a moonshot. Well, listen, as you know, on the show, we take our main predetermined topics. And how do we get those main predetermined topics? We get them from you from our loyal viewers. You can submit your topic or question and go to www.thejohncampyshow.com slash contact. And you can send us, well, anything you think we should talk about. And if we deem it appropriate, we might maybe, just maybe, just maybe, <laughs> pick it as a topic for this show. Chris, yeah. what is our first topic? <laughs> that was a solid just maybe, by the way. That was great, well man. <laughs> All right, from Box Office Fan. Sam Raimi has just confirmed the rap uh, that Darkman 4 is in the works at Universal. Darkman had three movies, a TV movie, and a Marvel comic, then was gone. Now they're planning to bring him back again. Is this a great move, or should Darkman stay in the 90s? Have you seen Darkman? I have only seen the very end of Darkman, which oh. is ridiculous. Okay, Darkman <laughs> is goofy fun. Mm -hmm. You know, Raimi uh, directed Francis McDormand, Oscar, one of, one of the goat actresses yeah. of our time, was in that film. Uh, it is a hoot. It's a throwback to a different era. It's kind of an homage to universal monster movies of the, of the 30s and sort of the 40s as well. And Liam Neeson, before Liam Neeson had a particular set of skills, uh, he does a great job playing a disfigured, bandaged, avenging angel, I guess. Awesome. But it, what's so uh, fun about it is it's it's got that gonzo Sam Raimi evil dead. I mean, he'd, he'd, he hadn't made Army of Darkness yet, but he'd made things like the XYZ murders. He'd made Evil Dead. He'd made Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn. And he was really in that mode 
So it's very much a comic book movie, but it yeah. didn't yet come from a comic book until afterwards. This comes from our friends at The Rap. The Rap asked Raimi if he's ever thought about a Darkman legacy sequel. And much to our surprise, the answer was yes. Yes, Universal is talking about a Darkman sequel. There's a producer attached, Raimi confirmed. I haven't heard the story yet or gone into it. I've been so busy with this movie, but I think it's cool. Dark man lives. <laughs> well, you know, I have to tell you, I'll flex a little bit. So mm -hmm. one of my first jobs in the entertainment industry is I worked at Warner Brothers. And they were scoring Dark Man on the Warner Brothers lot. Mm. And I had met Sam Raimi through, through one of the people that I worked with. And they used to have a little like a snack bar on the Warner lot where you could get like ice cream. You would have loved it. <laughs> and uh, uh, you could get Already ice cream. And <laughs> so one day I was like getting an ice cream in the afternoon and Sam Raimi was there. And he was just, and he's like, hey, you're, you're Lisa's friend. And I said, yeah. He goes, you know, we're scoring Dark Man here. And I got to go to the scoring stage where they were recording music, and I met Danny Elfman. Oh my gosh! So that was that was pretty fun. Oh. I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of it, Dark Man. You know what? I'm I'm starting to think John maybe have trolled us with this topic because when I came in, I was like, I haven't seen Dark Man. None of them. I asked Chris, Have you seen Dark Man? No, Jonathan, you have to have seen Dark no, Man. No, but I am. Nope. Familiar with Sam Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you know what the thing is? I mean, I think Darkman in, in the early 90s was, was very much a cult. It was one of those things that was always on HBO and people would rent it. And I think that it was very part of a very specific era. Mm -hmm. I think if you watch it now, it's a little, maybe it's a little goofy for our post MCU world, <laughs> but but that's what makes it charming. Yeah, I you know? think we could use more goofy. I'm fine with that, and I love Sam Raimi choices. Right, I'm not a big horror fan, as we all well know, but I love his work because it has that camp element to it. Because there is a little bit of a wink and a nod to the audience of you know you're getting into shenanigans with us. You know things are just going to be weird and wild. And this movie is full of shenanigans, mm -hmm. and and look, some of the special effects don't really hold up in this day and age because this was sort of the a pre. There's some early CG, but pre-CG stuff, and it's not a big-budget movie, but it, it goes a long way toward explaining why Sam Raimi became a fan favorite, not just mm -hmm. from the Evil Dead movies. And it, it's interesting because it was a precursor. Um, I went to work for the makeup effects company that worked on Darkman, and then they did the Evil Ash stuff in Army of Darkness. Mm -hmm. So it was sort of a precursor to what Sam Raimi did with Army of Darkness. So Because cool. both of those movies, if you want a goofy time at the – at the yeah. picture shows, watch Dark Man and Army of Darkness as a double feature oh, so for a double shot of Sam Raimi wackiness. I gotta, I gotta ask you a question, Rob. What's with the? I don't know if this is gonna spoil stuff, but why, why is his face wrapped? Did he get burnt or something? Come on, dude. Really? Come on. It's, I'm, it's I'm not gonna tell you. Oh. I'm not gonna. You know how John is about spoilers. I, I don't know. care. This movie came out in 1990. <laughs> I refuse to. I refuse to be. You know what? I spoil enough on this show. I was going to say, I have a spoiler-adjacent question. <laughs> well, because if we want to skip those and want to get right into four when it comes out, and um, by the way, this thing is going to look incredible if they do another Dark Man, like with the effects we have now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's going to look tons better. But, well, know, I think, you, I think you should delve into the original, you know, and, and see what joy it might have for you. You're selfish, Rob. Well, 
Okay, we You're do selfish know at least if you go on IMDb that Darkman is played by other people down the line with other things. Do you think that is something that is a positive for this being a franchise with so many actors who don't want to sign up for like a six-picture Marvel deal of getting to play a hero or anti-hero and then getting to bounce if they want to? I, no, I think it, I think this this is a role that somebody would sign up for three movies. Okay, cool. You know, I think absolutely. I mean, look, and this was this was also before Liam Neeson was Liam Neeson. Yeah. You know, and and people remembered him from like he was in Excalibur for a little bit of a of, of a scene. But um, this, I thought this was one of the first times where I I recognized Liam Neeson and said that guy's, I like that guy. He's cool. He's going places. He's going places. Although now I'm getting echoes of just take the elephant. <laughs> well, well, Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, the question is for you guys, though, right? We got to ask the chat here. Well, oh, you, you mean I was I was going to ask you one oh. last thing. Oh, Are sorry. you going to now go rent maybe this weekend? Are you going to rent Dark Man? <laughs> maybe. Don't maybe. Come on, be honest, Chris. I mean, Logan, I bet loves this movie. He probably should. He probably yeah. loves this. I'm going to go home. and He's going to be like, you haven't seen this movie, which is a big running topic at our home when I come home and he's like, how have we been married? And you don't know any of these movies that I love. Don't know. Don't yeah. know. Well, what about you guys? Have you seen Dark Man? Do you want to see Dark Man? Are you Sam Raimi fans? Jump down in the comments and tell us what you think. How was that? That was great. Chris. <laughs> Chris, what is today's topic number two? Topic number two comes from Jake. Hey, John. Or in this case, hey, Rob. Did you see that Francis Ford Coppola finally has assembled some of the cast for his new movie, Megalopolis? The movie sounds really interesting. What are your thoughts? Well, okay. First of all, I have to tell you, Francis Ford Coppola is one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. The Godfather, of course, he he, he won an Academy mm-hmm. Award for writing Patton. Uh, he, of course, made Apocalypse Now, which I can watch over and over and over again. I'm even a huge fan of of Godfather Part Three. Whoa. He made things like the uh, like uh, uh, the Rainmaker. Which is a great Matt Damon, Mickey Rourke Such movie. A good movie. Of course, he made the the S.E. Hinton double shot of Outsiders and Rumblefish, which I love. One from the heart. It's one of my favorite filmmakers. He's been talking about making this movie for a very long time, and he's in his eighties now. And he has decided he has decided to do, even though he's done this before uh, in his in his life, the one thing you're not supposed to do in Hollywood, which is invest your own money. He's going to spend his own money to make this dream project that he's worked on for a long time, developing the script, Megalopolis. And apparently the budget is around the $120 million mm-hmm. range. And of course, he's, he's, while he's one of the most revered filmmakers we have working today, he's also made a lot of money with his wines. Yeah. And, and the Coppola wines, I really love his Coppola, his wines, and um, I probably like them more than I should. <laughs> but they're, they're quite good. I am... I am very excited about this movie, and this comes to us from our friends at Screen Rant. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Megalopolis has cast Adam Driver, Nathaniel Emmanuel, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, Lawrence Fishburne, who, by the way, he gave his first job to. Coppola had Lawrence Fishburne work for him when he was still named Larry when he was 14 years old oh, in his first role in Apocalypse Now. And Forrest Whitaker... 
Set in modern-day New York, but told like a grand epic epic similar to Ben-Hur, Coppola is self-financing Megalopolis, which reportedly has a budget that ranges from $100 to $120 million. Coppola has sold his winery to help fund the film. Wow. I guess I didn't know that. That's sad for me. And at the time, was looking at stars like Oscar Isaac, Zendaya, and Kate Blanchett. Most recently, Robert Duvall, who has starred in four of Coppola's films, said Christian Bale was being considered for the lead role. Uh, now, let me ask you both. Mm-hmm. Hearing all of this, is Megalopolis something that you find yourself interested in perhaps seeing? What is it about? Oh, <laughs> I'm, you- I'm really excited about the casting. I love Adam Driver. He's the only thing I liked in uh, House of Gucci because he was in a very different movie than everyone else in that film. <laughs> everyone was in their own movie, and Adam Driver committed to one that I was like, that's the movie I want to watch. I, I, You know, I liked House of Gucci, but you're right. Look, I, I, I think that they should make a spinoff movie with Jared Leto's character just wandering around the world talking like he talks to anyone yeah. who will listen. I love that. I'd watch it. But yeah. I, I think that the Adam Driver makes everything great. So what do you think? I'm, sorry, I'm just saying, like, this, this, if this is his backup, cast from his initial choices i mean man he's he's starting at the top yeah. of the list christian bale was supposed to be the lead of this and that was just adam driver it's not downgrade at all it's pretty much right there still so um but you know after watching the godfather i think i'm i'm down for this movie it sounds like it sounds like there's a guy i guess the story is a guy's trying to rebuild new york right like a utopia oh. in new york or something after like that some kind of a disaster so it might have a sci-fi bent to it. Um, the, m- my question, Rob, is, you know, like all of his, well, I've only seen The Godfather. Uh, is he a, an effects-heavy guy, like a uh, like a, a CGI? You this, mean Coppola? Is yeah, yeah. No, I mean, as a matter of fact, you know, I'm always banging on about verisimilitude. I think that one of the great uh, scenes in any motion picture ever is a helicopter attack on the beach in Apocalypse Now. There's no CG in it at all. It's all practical. They use the Philippine Air Force's helicopters. And um, it, it's an incredible feat. You know, you watch that sequence. You could never do that today. You could never get the insurance to do it. They would do it with CG. You would never have that visceral impact. Yeah. Tell me what you think he's he might do with this movie, knowing the the story behind it. Like, well, Do you think he's going to go more practical? or I, I think that anything that's dealing with some kind of a disaster in New York or rebuilding a city, they're going to have to, they're going to have to use uh, um, uh, CG. I mean, it's interesting. If you look at his movie, one from the heart, they had all of these great miniatures of Las Vegas with the, with neon signs. And, and it, it worked because it was very stylized, which by the way, where is that 4k or Blu-ray disc? Do you know? I didn't think so, but Hey, <laughs> I'd love to get it. Um, but yeah, I think that they're going to rely on, uh, because, you know, Coppola was friends with George Lucas. One of the reasons he took the Godfather was because of George Lucas saying, look, uh, Francis, we need, we need money to keep our, to keep American Zoetrope going. So, you know, that's, I think he, he would have access to the very best effects. I also got to say, I admire him for actually going all in on what he's been wanting to do for a long time. Not a lot of people want to take that risk. I guess he can. He has a lot of money, but, you know, even small risks, you know what I mean? To like get, you know, be happy, you know? Well, I mean, you know, again, he joins the pantheon of filmmakers like Ridley Scott and and now Clint Eastwood's in his 90s. Cry cry Macho, he made, he starred and made it when he was what 91 mm-hmm. and now Coppola's in his 80s Ridley Scott's in his 80s these guys are not Woody Allen is still making movies in his 80s nobody 
these men are, are, they stand as a testament to you don't have to give up. I love when you mention Ridley Scott. I always get a smile on my face because he is the director of my favorite movie of all time, The Martian. The, what a great film. By the way, do you know what next month is? What? The 40th anniversary of Blade Runner. Ooh. Uh, what that has to do with anything, I don't oh, oh. know. One last note, Rob. I found a, a Godfather uh, six-inch figure last night. And oh. man, yeah, it's by Shark Toys. Have you seen it? No, did you buy it? It looks like a... No, not yet. It's like 130 bucks. You know I got to finance that thing. Like four months or like six-month financing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you and I both finance action figures. What that says about us, I don't know. But what about you? What about you? Are you guys excited for Francis Ford Coppola's new epic Megalopolis that he is self-financing? What do you think of Coppola's other films? Tell us right down there in the comments section. We want to hear from you. And you know who else we want to hear from? The delicious folks that help sponsor this show at HelloFresh. Hey guys, we want to take a moment and thank a sponsor of today's video, HelloFresh. So guys, look, my wife Anne and I were both working professionals, so we know how tricky, difficult, and time-consuming it can be to try to eat properly and prepare your own meals at home. And that's why, like over a year ago, we started using HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. I mean, you skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and probably most importantly, affordable. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your orders online or right in the app. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan size, or skip a week whenever you need to. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the exact same quality, and you can save on average over $65 a month when you order HelloFresh instead of going grocery shopping. So guys, I'm telling you, whether you are single or have a family, you are going to love HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Campia16 and use the promo code Campia16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's again, HelloFresh.com slash Campia16 and use that promo code Campia16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number hey. one meal kit. And thanks to the folks at HelloFresh. When you go there and use our code, well, you support this channel, as well as HelloFresh. Chris, what is our third main topic? Our third topic comes from Super Mario. I love <laughs> you, man. Hello, John and crew. I just read an article from The Wrap that claimed that the Oscar fan favorite Twitter poll was rigged by bots to cast votes for Army of the Dead. Bots are nothing new, but this is a huge problem for the Academy as fan votes can be manipulated by a small majority. Thoughts, Rob? Well, if there's one thing you should never underestimate, it's young people with their computers. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and especially you should not underestimate Zack Snyder's fan base. Fanatical. And when you put computers and their fan bases together, especially Zack Snyder, you wind up with this. So <laughs> first of all, I got I to gotta give it up. Give it up for them. Uh, this comes to us from Heroic Hollywood. For the cheerworthy moment. Zack Snyder's Justice League won the online Twitter poll for when The Flash entered the Speed Force. His Netflix film, Army of the Dead, won the fan-favorite film of 2021. Now, however, it appears both of these Oscar polls were rigged. According to a report from The Wrap, the majority of those who voted in the two Oscar categories 
were autonomous web programs. Reports from TweetBinder, a hashtag analytics tracking tool, reveal that the most active contributors to both polls were made up of these programs that cast thousands of fake votes for Army of the Dead and Zack Snyder's Justice League. David Kirsch, a University of Maryland professor, agreed that the majority of the pro-Zack Snyder accounts didn't appear to be made by a human user. Wow. I mean, somebody could then, you know, maybe make the joke that Zack Snyder's movies are not necessarily made by a human user <laughs> as well. But I am not one of those people. You, I, I, it was you, man. Uh, you no, no, that no, no. Someone could say. I, I, look, I have to say that that I Army of the Dead was actually the first film I saw after the pandemic. It was the first movie I went to the theater to see. And I, I have to say, you know, I... Zack Snyder did something. The original Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I couldn't believe that somebody would dare remake it. And I remember going in to see Dawn of the Dead, you know, with a scowl on my face, even though James Gunn wrote it. I was I was so ready to hate that movie. I wanted to hate Zack Snyder. I wanted to hate Dawn of the Dead. And I was Aww. like, that's pretty good. I, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I thought it was it was good. And I thought what he did with with 300, the way he really brought to life Frank Miller's graphic novel, I thought it was incredible. And while, yes, it's true, I never thought we would ever get a Snyder cut of Justice League. And I, I never thought it would happen. However, when HBO Max was created, I then changed my tune and said, you know, now there's somebody to pay for it. And I was there for it, and I really liked Zack Snyder's Justice League. I bought the 4K disc in Europe before it was even available here. Ooh. And I am a Zack Snyder fan. I even liked Sucker, Sucker Punch. Punch. Oh, you know, can I Rob. say that? I know. Look, there's certain, <laughs> That's one of Logan's there's certain joys to be had in that movie. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I get you. Uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of really interesting visuals. I was not a fan of Army of the Dead, to be honest. I saw it. I thought it was a little all over the place. So I, I was not, you know, I'm not some... Uh, Zack Snyder acolyte that'll just love everything he, he's working on. However, I'm really excited about his new Netflix deal and he's making his film Rebel Moon mm. now. Oh, But now let me ask you 10 guys. out of 10, baby. I know Rebel Moon. It's got to be it's your biggest be your up, up, upcoming title. title. 9 out of 10. He put Rebel in there. So mm. it would have been 10 out of 10. You want an obedient moon? <laughs> well, let me ask oh, you guys. Like <laughs> Rob gave us the big sigh. He's like, I'm trying to run a show here. That's okay. true. <laughs> Go ahead. No. So let me ask you, does this surprise you, Ray, that people would use computers to manipulate voting for a Zack Snyder movie to get an award? You know, I kind of wish I thought about this topic more because I would want to pull up a list of all the ones that were nominated for fan favorite. And then maybe because I did like uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So if there was nothing else on that list that I liked, I probably would have voted for it. So, um... Uh, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, people use bots all the time, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, just to get like the clout or whatever. I, I, I watch YouTube videos about how this particular person used bots to get to where they are and this and that. And so like, I would, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But does it change anything? I, I, I wasn't going to vote in that fan vote, even <laughs> though it was like it, the Oscar said, Oscars for you or something like that. You know, that little headline was the Oscar goes to you. And then the two uh, categories. Um, I wouldn't have voted anyway. So 
maybe the bots should have voted <laughs> because well, I mean, no one else would have voted. But here, here's the thing. I, I do think that there's something to be said that the fact that the Snyder Cut got made is kind of a triumph of fandom. Um, there's a lot of people that kept it alive. The, the Snyder Cut fans did raise money for great causes such as suicide prevention. Uh, the fact that they made HBO Max take a look at them, the voice of the fans was heard, and HBO Max inve invested $70 million to finish the Snyder Cut. And you know, I have to say, Flash entering the Speed Force is pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty great superheroic yep. moment. I do have my Ezra Miller hot toy, so recreating it in my observatory is always a fun thing to do. But now, <laughs> let me ask you, Chris, mm -hmm. clearly... I would say that if people can manipulate these kinds of polls, they should do so because it 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 keeps people on their toes. This is how we figure out how things work and how things don't. In the cyber age, does this surprise you? Do you feel bad? Do you think that this shouldn't have happened? Because somebody had to have a coordinated idea that, yeah, yeah let's use bots. Let's have a denial of service attack, and we're only going to make sure Army of Dead win or Army of the Dead wins the I mean, award. It's, it's wild Snyder versus collusion. Um, <laughs> I, I think this category is stupid. <laughs> I think this is a dumb category to have. The nominees for this too, Ray, were Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, Dune, Tick, Tick, Boom, Minimot, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, Cinderella from Amazon, and of course, Army of Dead, uh, or Army of, uh, of the Dead. Oh, I would have voted No Way Home for sure. Right? So yeah, so yeah. now that's weird. I mean... <laughs> I'm not a fan of rigging any kind of voting situation. That being said, this already was a completely no stakes category for me. It was an internet poll. What? We put those up all the time. Was a statue actually given to those two? I think in the ceremony it was just like, and this is this person. I don't. Yeah, even I think it was. It. I don't think they get a statue. Yeah. Oh well, then it's not a real. Exactly. Oscar. Yeah. So why? It okay. just it felt like such a. Notice me, senpai moment from the academy to young viewers. Right, right, exactly. To, so, uh, in, a, in a shameless act to make the academy awards more relevant to young people, which yeah. is weird because as a kid, I lived to watch the Oscars. I my mom would get me dollar store boas, and we would have a fake red carpet <laughs> so that I could feel like a little little famous actress. And we'd watch the red carpet, and we sat down, and we you know pick out who we thought were going to win. And that's something that I've carried over since then. You don't have to make it. Fun I, and exciting. It, it inherently is already exciting to people who love movies, at least in my opinion. Out of curiosity, I just want to ask everyone, including you, Jonathan, did you guys like the Snyder Cut of Justice League? I loved it. Yeah. I, I I thought it was a good release, to be honest. And the, the worst part is I, I wanted to see part two because I wanted to see Dark Side fight the Justice League. I was It was like knowing that we wouldn't get that just made me so sad. So in a way, it was kind of like... Maybe I shouldn't have watched A bittersweet victory. Yeah. For me, well, that was the only part I liked, though. Obviously, I thought it was better than what Joss Whedon gave us, but that was a low bar for me. So the whole film, it just felt long and unnecessary. And then the last five minutes or what I went, oh, that'd be a cool movie. So I know that's not a popular opinion. I, I thought it was operatic and mythic. You know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, 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 as a DC fanboy from, from, from an early age and the Justice League was my first favorite super team, to see them presented in a very Alex Rossian sort of a, yep. of a way with these the, the tableaus, the shots, you know, everything was, it, it, I mean, he clearly took so much inspiration from Alex Ross's work that I, I mean, I, I was so there for it, you know, yeah. watching going, I, I, I love this. I, I thought it was great. But I mean, manipulating, 
manipulating voting is, is never a good thing. But if the votes can be manipulated, shouldn't the people that set up those votes realize how they can get around the bots and figure out a way to up their security? It happens all all the time, even not even in voting, if like purchasing like sneakers or, or collectibles that are limited. People use bots all the time. I, I'm pretty sure they threw this out there and then weren't aware of the consequences of uh, creating something like an online fan vote. There should be more measures to prevent this, but there, there, someone will always find a way. They're, humans are smart. We're, you know, and we're so, devious and sneaky. Yeah, you know, you give the humans something, sometimes they turn it around on you. I don't know. Well, it's true. I don't know if they'll ever do that again. And like you said, it was pretty dumb. But I do have to say that the Academy Awards, as a kid, I learned what disappointment really meant in 19, well, the Academy Awards that were in 1978 for the films from 1977, when Star Wars lost to Woody Allen's Annie Hall for Best Picture, part of my innocence died that day. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's when it died? (laughs) Part of it. Uh, Some of it in college. Some of it it probably in college. (laughs) If he did a prequel, that's where it would start. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. But I know I still love the Oscars. I still love the old school Hollywood of it all. You know, what's 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 not to love? Well, what do you guys think? What do you think about Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead winning and the Speed Force scene from Zack Snyder's Justice League also winning? Do you think that manipulation was a bad thing? Go down in the comments, and I want to hear from you. Tell us your worst. Tell us your finest. Tell us whatever you want. Get your b- bots to comment, too. And, and I want to know. <laughs> I want you to hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Keep the Snyderverse, whatever your hashtags are, put those down in the comments, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Chris, what is topic number four? Topic number four comes from Mark Wallace. A couple of weeks ago, John, you coined the glorious term, the Axe of Zazov, when news of the cancellation for the Wonder Twins movie, Batwoman, and Legends of Tomorrow came out. Well, the axe wasn't done swinging, as yesterday, seven CW shows were canceled. Most notably to me was the Ava Ava DuVernay-created series Naomi after just one season. What are your thoughts on this latest development? Hope you guys had a great Friday and an even better weekend. Yes, it's true. You know, um, even very famous TV producer Julie Pleck, uh, who I've been a fan of for a very long time, called yesterday the Red Wedding. when it came to cancellations of TV shows, because it wasn't just David Zaslav, but it it was a lot of shows lost their lives yesterday. But no, I don't think many, uh, it wasn't like the CW. And it was a bloodbath over there. And boy, oh boy, if I was a TV showrunner, I would be crying into my oatmeal this morning. (laughs) Because man, yes. That's all they eat. This comes to us. Uh, from the TV Insider had this to say. The network has canceled Charmed after four seasons, Dynasty after five seasons, In the Dark after its fourth season premiering on June 6th, Legacies after four seasons marking an end to the Vampire Diaries franchise, Roswell, New Mexico after four seasons also premiering on June 6th, the 4400 reboot after its first season, and Naomi. After its first season, this news comes after DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman were canceled after season seven and three, respectively, at the end of April. News of both cancellations came via executive producer statements 
on social media. The CW has yet to announce if DC's Stargirl, returning for a third season, will be renewed <laughs> or canceled. Wow. Um, that's a lot of people to lose their jobs in a day. Yeah. And, you know, I don't – It's first of all, it's so hard to get a TV show off the ground. It's even harder to keep it flying. And uh, when people lose their jobs like this, it's never great for the industry. Nope. But the acts of Zaslav, I mean <laughs> – now, we don't know that David Zaslav is actually in his office with a giant Molly Hatchet death dealer, Frank Frazetta right axe. Oh, I hope There's so. the evidence right there. I mean, or, or, that was or, a surveillance or Jack Nicholson's camera. axe from The Shining. <laughs> we don't know. It's more of a metaphoric term, I think, John was. was uh, and maybe perhaps David Zaslav didn't necessarily participate directly in all this, but I'd like to believe he does have an axe in his office, and he is swinging, and he is taking the heads off these TV shows because I like that decisive action. That's what we expected from him. We expected him to come in. A lot of executives also left Warner Brothers, and he's making sweeping changes. And, um, you know, Warner Brothers has needed decisive leadership at the top. He's a liked, he's a well liked executive uh, leader, he's a well liked studio. He's now one of the biggest moguls in Hollywood with the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. And I think this is the kind of thing that was expected. This is this is something that he was always going to do. And I think for the for for the most part, it's probably a good thing in the long run. I don't like that everybody lost their jobs. I don't like there's there's a lot of fans of these shows. Yep. But you know what? There wasn't enough fans of these shows because if they were more popular and more successful, the acts of Zaslav would not have fallen. Right. You know, Rob, when I was doing the actual graphics this morning and I was reading that list, other than the 4,400, 4, right, which is a real I didn't even know all these shows were on TV, <laughs> you know, because that's like, why they're getting canceled. And I thought 4,400 was on a different network, too. So it's not I had no idea CW was housing these shows. I mean, if I knew there was a new Charmed, I'm not going to lie. I watched a couple of the Charmed seasons back in the day and I would have checked it out but i didn't even know it was on so i so maybe you know zazlaf wants to make money he doesn't want to lose money and if this decision is to make money then of course he's gonna do it so well i think it's crazy how many of these shows were reboots mm -hmm. charmed the 4400 you know uh, roswell dynasty yeah. my dynasty. dad loved dynasty I, I mean and it goes to show you some of these shows, five seasons is a respectable run. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roswell, after four seasons, a respectable run. But why don't we see something new? I mean, what are they going to reboot 20 years from now? They're going to reboot a reboot of a reboot that yeah. wasn't that successful anyway? Well, I Legacies, mean, too, is a spinoff. Of the Vampire Diaries, mm -hmm. right? And so how many of these shows... Uh, we, I think we need some new programming, yeah. groundbreaking programming. You know, if they go after Stargirl, I, that's probably the last show that I've watched other than the new Superman, which, what is Superman it called? Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois, that I actually liked the first couple of episodes of. So I love that show. If Stargirl is gone, then uh, then I won't, I'll just. What do you think well the over the or under is, Ray, on whether Stargirl is going to feel the axe? I, I I don't know. I just hope it doesn't because I did like the episodes that I did see. So it's a good show to me. But like you said, if there's not enough people watching it, if like there's more people watching this show <laughs> than Stargirl, then of course, <laughs> then of course they're going to ax it. Chris, how do you feel? I mean, there's some great there's some great shows here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great representation on these shows. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they do have fervent fan bases, but now they're gone. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, the first thing for me is I have so many friends who work in the Atlanta market. Mm. So that is concerning of, oh, my gosh, they are losing so many job opportunities mm -hmm. for my friends who are day players, guest, uh, series guest stars and things like that. So that's upsetting. Um, but I feel like the CW is facing a real identity issue, mm. especially as we're getting rid of more and more of their DC properties. Right. The only ones standing now are going to be Stargirl and Flash, I believe, um, which is coming to an end and should come to an end. So what is this network going to be now? Well, it's going to be sold. <laughs> For sure it's going to be sold. But what, sold is the, what is the CW identity though? We all kind of joke about, we even talked about with Aaron earlier this week of, it's a place where a lot of people have gotten their start and we've learned later that they are fantastic actors with really, really great chops. But it for a long time has been, there's that pretty tween network, right? Where it's beautiful people. <laughs> the pretty tween yeah. network. And it's beautiful people with very intensely high stakes drama situations. What is this network going to be now without any of these shows? I think it's going to be very different. I mm -hmm. think the people that they're selling it to are going to turn it into something. Because the, 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 in Hollywood, the joke has been the CW never made money. Yeah. Ever. And uh, uh, rather than just, they should have just killed the whole network. I'm surprised. That, I mean, that's why they're selling oh, it off. Superman and Lois, excuse me. That's still on there. That's still on. They're selling it off? I didn't even. I hear believe that. they are. Oh, okay, we talked about just that. that yeah, whole, we did talk yeah. about it. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's it's being it's being sold. Well, then of the these cuts have to make sense then if that's the, what's going around, right? That's or wait, wait, they could have kept these shows, right? And whoever they sold it to mm -hmm. would have could have kept the shows. Oh, I I don't think that they're going to keep a network. Oh, that's not okay. Well, money. they did just pick up Gotham Knights too. That's that, I, yes, and that I thought that was the, odd. That's very odd, and that has the. Potential to be an interesting show, although we've talked about that too. Of a Batman show without Batman, that's been one of the problems with these CD uh, CW shows. Is you have a Batman issue of where's the Dark Knight? He just left all his babies to run Gotham. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the apparently the Warner Brothers CBS, so CBS Paramount Viacom, the Warner Brothers CBS joint venture is being sold to NextStar which will likely turn it into a broadcast version of News Nation and milk it for carriage fees and oh. political ads. Not much room for scripted shows there. Ew. By the way, I'm, 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 I'm getting that. I'm totally reading that from Puck from Matthew Baloney's column. Uh, so I'm stealing that. I want to give him full credit. That's what mm -hmm. I just read. Oh, so, But yes, so there goes the CW. Next star, huh? That good night. Wow. So there okay. you go. That's where we're at. R.I.P. CW. I know it's 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 kind of sad. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. All that work, but like you pointed out, the Atlanta network or the Atlanta marketplace, the Atlanta area has yeah. lost a lot. A lot of people are out of work, mm -hmm. but I'm sure somebody will pick up that slack. I hope so. Talented actors, talented crew coming out of Atlanta. They are mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, kids, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all of you are friends from around the world. What do you think? Are you sad? Are these shows your favorite shows? How are you going to get through life without having them to watch anymore? Write down there in the comments. Tell us what you think all about. Now, we are about to open Super Chats. And you can fire in these questions. We're going to leave them open until we run out of room. Yay! And before that, we're going to hear from our friends at Liquid IV. We want to take a minute and thank the sponsors of this video, Liquid IV. Now listen, just one stick 
of liquid IV added to 16 ounces of water will hydrate you faster and more efficiently than just water alone. It contains five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course vitamin C with three times the electrolytes as traditional sports drinks. And what makes liquid IV so effective is the science of cellular transport technology or CTT. You see, it's designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into your bloodstream faster and more efficiently. You know, Ann and I get up pretty early in the morning to go to the gym because we can't go to the gym at any other time during the day. And for the last couple of weeks, I have been drinking one full glass of water with liquid IV. And all I can tell you is you can feel the difference during the workout. So go and grab liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Campia at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code Campia, that's C-A-M-P-E-A, at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today when you go to liquidiv.com. And remember, use the promo code at checkout, Campia. Well, uh, we have some breaking news that I wanted to mention. Actor Fred Ward has passed. Uh, Fred Ward was one of my favorite. He was mostly a character actor, but he starred in one of my favorite movies, The Right Stuff. He played Virgil Gus Grissom, one of America's first Mercury astronauts. He also starred in Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, if you like that, with Joel Gray. He was in another great teen comedy that I love that not a lot of people remember, starring C. Thomas Howell, Kelly Preston, and Lori Laughlin, called Secret Admirer. And he was a, a favorite actor of mine. And I don't know if you guys remembered Fred Ward, but if you do... Write down in the comments, tell me what you thought of him. You know, I always thought that Fred Ward would have made, he was he was diminutive in stature. I thought he would have made a great Wolverine. And I, I was thinking this way before oh, Hugh Jackman man. was yeah. cast because he had, if you look at him, uh, you can imagine looking at his face that he could have been a great Wolverine. And I remember mm, people talking okay. about him back in the day. So rest in peace, Fred Ward, a favorite actor of mine mm -hmm. i loved him in joe dirt and in tremors oh he was great in tremors yeah so great in tremors which by the way fantastic 4k disc that came out last year if you Ooh. want to get it so rest in peace fred ward mm -hmm. and thanks to our friends at liquid iv for sponsoring this episode of the john campy show well we're almost to the end of our super chats right jonathan are we good yeah why don't we jump in and find out chris what do our viewers do people have to, to say? What do they want to know? What if they insult me? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I hope they don't. <laughs> Lucky be if they talk shit about you, Rob, I swear I will flip a table. Hell, I'm going to talk shit about me soon. I'm terrified. <laughs> Bear with me, guys. Jumped up to the top scrolling. here. You know, I think we're doing pretty good right here now. We go. We're doing all right. I mean, it's yeah. not the same without John, but you yeah. know what? We're... We're it's, okay. Right now, we're just like kids. We're like yeah. teenage boys where our dad left us 200 bucks for pizza. That's, that's <laughs> I'm just getting here. over my nervousness. I mean, I've, you know, I've done my own shows, but it's tough. I can't fill the shoes of the great John Campion. Oh, oh, you're man. doing great. Uh, I cannot replace him. I can only succeed him. Mm. <laughs> so we'll see. I got that, by the way. That's a Star Trek Six line. Oh, I know. See, I had to mention Star Trek. I know. I'm. That's it. I promised John I wouldn't say anything, but I had to get. You know what? I had to get it in. You know what? Okay. All the super chats are going to be like so Star Trek. Yeah. All right, we got some support from CMG two four nine one from Brian Whitney sending in fifty dollars. Brian, what do you do? 
You right. support us so much. We appreciate you. From Dante, hey, Campia Campers. Well done today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so even though we didn't get Hugh Jackman in Doctor Strange 2, at least we got Hugh Yakman. Oh, uh, we, wait. You know what? <laughs> he's in the trailer, so yeah, that's he's not in the a trailer, spoiler. So we can talk that's about that. That's not a spoiler. Hugh Jack, that's funny. That's cute. I didn't get it. I'll, you know, a, I'll give a little golf clap for that. There's a um, an anthropomorphic uh, cow or bull, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a nod to oh, nice. Wanda's origin stories of being raised by that that cow. Yeah. Yes, it could might have been. Yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so that I was going to say, did we just give out a spoiler? But we did not. We that did was not. Very clever, in the a very clever thing yeah. to say. Dante, very, very well done. Very nice. Jay Bling, Minamata was a totally obscure Johnny Depp movie, and that movie got more votes for fan favorite than No Way Home. Depp fans are crazy too. You know that that uh, that film uh, that was delayed, and we weren't going to get to see it. And I think that was done to be in support, so we could get to see that film based on a true story about a photographer who I guess exposed um, something to do with toxic waste in Japan. Or oh, so I've never seen it, but I do want to see the film. I've heard it's quite good. The premise sounds really interesting. Elizabeth Harado. So I was watching The Tonight Show, and guess what commercial popped up? The AMC Nicole one. Oh, yes. You're kidding. All I'm saying is, if they're advertising it on live TV, remove it in the, what's the bottom thing? In the theater. I agree, Elizabeth. That's good. It's That's where it belongs. Its purpose was actually to run on live TV, and I think they've just been like milking it by running it in the theater, but its original mm. purpose was to run it on TV. It, it looks like it was it, made for it. I mean, I don't think I would hate it as much. No. And let's face it, it's Nicole Kidman, so it's a redhead, yeah. and I love it. But, but like John always points out, it, it, it makes you feel stupid. You're sitting in a yeah. theater. What if I'm real drunk in an AMC? Uh, yeah. Oh, and, you that's know, where I am. I, I just feel like we... we <laughs> Shit. I mean, you're insulting my intelligence. I'm in your theater. You know, they Come did here. spend $26 million on that whole campaign, so they're just using, they're just milking that thing to getting their money's worth. It's true, yeah. and I guess they are because we're talking about Did it every just... single I mean, day. I don't mind if they run it, but like run it right before trailers start. Right, then you run your trailers, and then you get into the movie. It's true. Anyway, all right, Chris, what's next? From Brent, Ben Rayner sending in a twenty dollars super chat. Thank you, Ben. With Alan going fast ten, it's kind of a multiverse in this movie because you have two Aquaman, Jason and now Alan wow. Jason, of right. course, in DCEU. And Alan was Aquaman in Smallville. So this is a pretty dang cool and not at all fishy. Okay, the over under with two Aquaman, Ray, do you think they're gonna make an Aquaman joke in the movie? Uh, who's directing this movie again? Sorry. Uh, Louis Leterrier. Um no. <laughs> okay. What about you, Chris? I feel like they might. Jason Momoa was going to make him on set. I, I, yeah, he will. I mean, I, I could. And, and by the way, I mean, you know. Oh, we're talking be... about fast? Yeah, fast? Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to make an Aquaman joke. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure what movie we we're There's talking gonna about. There's going to be some done moment where they're like in a car. It's filling up with water. And they're going to be like, how long can you hold your breath for? And they'll both be like. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that happening. Oh. All right. I'll buy off on that. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, James Germain sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you so much, James. So Fast and Furious is a to be a race between two Aquamen. Exactly. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Started. Who's faster? <laughs> Who's faster? 
All right, Chris, what's next? From Harv's K, another $20 super chat. Thanks, you guys. Now that dad is out, Rob, check out the Blu-ray of restored, hard-to-find Cinerama film, Wonderful World of Brothers Grimm from WB Archives. Chris, check out Spy uh, and Family Anime, so fun. Ray, watch Moon with Sam Rockwell. All right. First of all, <laughs> first of all, come on, man. Wonderful World of the Brothers Grimm from Warner Archive. What do you think the odds are that I happen to have that Blu-ray? thousand percent. Thank you. Thank you. I love Brothers Grimm. And have you seen Moon? Yes, I have. And I really liked it. It's really it's good. It's a real crazy mind thing going on yeah. there. So, yeah. Not enough moon for me. Like, They're on the moon the whole time. But I know it's the moon, so at least I get You that. know what's great about that is they used the model department at Pinewood Studios that because of CG, they don't really use models anymore but the visual effects were done with miniatures and they're absolutely beautiful i didn't know that that's awesome it's great it's great what's next chris um from Itzanti, wmd is dumping shows and will cancel their agreement with cbs and drop cw both cbs and wbd have separate streaming networks that they want to push in paramount plus and hbo max respectively yes i mean the cw as we as we read about they are they're on the chopping block. They're gone. They're, they're, yeah. not, they're not long for the world. But that is the way of things in the great streaming wars. There are a lot of casualties. Spe so you're probably exactly right, Zanti. Speaking of Paramount Plus, I got to say, that last Halo episode, at least the back end of it, was pretty awesome. <laughs> the fight was pretty cool. I mean, and it's just setting up that finale. I don't know if anyone else has been keeping up with it, but... I'm digging like the the hype I'm feeling for this finale. Hopefully, they... so there's only one more episode left. Yeah, one more episode, nine episodes. So nine episodes. All right. Well, if you're happy, I'm happy. Because <laughs> you know Paramount Plus should have a good science fiction show on it. Right. Burn. Oh my god! I, I didn't say it. I didn't say a word. Ching. Chris, what's next? Oh Elizabeth Arado again. The Axe of Zaslav missed Riverdale. Yeah, what is up with that? Literally, the cast wants out so bad, and the show is horrible. Yeah, does anyone want to be on that show still? Like, it feels like the writers from everything Andy tells us, bless you, Andy, for continuing to watch it. <laughs> it sounds like they're like, how can we make it so they have to cancel us? Uh, you know, I, I have no idea. I, I, I live vicariously through listening to you and John and, and marvel at, at, like, John, when he walks in and sees Anne watching it, and then what you tell me. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know why. How, how, does, that, how does that exist? It's, uh, I, people are just real horny for Archie still? I don't know. Man. I mean, Veronica, I can understand. She's but, a babe. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, NYU Tish actress, too. She's incredible. Oh, I meant the comic book character. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, before we continue, I just want to say the views on this panel don't necessarily, we should have like one of those like disclaimers. <laughs> These do not necessarily reflect the views of John Campia. Yes, <laughs> yes that's what we should say. Yeah. You know? <laughs> don't blame John for, for us. For our, for our hot takes. <laughs> Saying brave things like Riverdale's not good. <laughs> Chris. What's next? Jay Bling, R.I.P. Fred Ward of Tremors and Remo Williams. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, he was a great performer. You know, he was electrifying. He was so much fun to watch. And you know what? I mean, I've got that beautiful Arrow box set of Tremors. Maybe I'll go home and watch it tonight. Aww. But I'd rather actually having just set up new speakers and stuff in the Rob Observatory. I think I have to watch the right stuff. If you guys haven't seen 
the right stuff. It's three hours and 15 minutes, Ray. It is three hours and 15 minutes of some of the greatest filmmaking you will ever see. Directed by Philip Kaufman. It's about the dawn of the American space program. Oh. Going to the <laughs> moon. from no to yes. Going to the moon. <laughs> I'm tell- See, look at that. Look at that. That's exactly Ooh. right. And if you really want to have a great day, here's what you do. You get up at 5 a.m., you make yourself some breakfast. That's you a great watch, day. <laughs> you, you That's watch, not a great day You watch already. the right stuff for three and a half hours, three hours and 15 minutes. Then you watch From the Earth to the Moon, the Tom Hanks produced miniseries. You watch episodes one to eight. And then you watch Apollo 13. Oh, Apollo 13. Yeah. And then you watch. that you think Ray's going to stay awake And then you watch content. the rest of the episodes. Uh, and uh, it's, oh, wait, wait, I'm wait. telling you. I'm interested in this Tom Hanks thing. Is that a documentary? It is a it is a dramatization. It's a miniseries. You would if, if you've never seen this, it's one of the greatest things they've ever put on TV. It was an HBO miniseries called From the Earth to the Moon. Tom Hanks hosts it and he was a producer. Oh, that it. sounds cool. And already. it's about the entire Apollo program. Wait, wait, wait. Great. So it's on HBO Max, you think? Probably. I don't know if it's on HBO Max. It'll probably That's be a on good HBO question. Max. I mean, it was produced by sure. them. They recently re-released a very disappointing high definition upgrade to the series, which they didn't do it the right way, which I won't get into now. But it's a great show. And episode five, Spider, which is about how uh Grauman made the the LEM, the LEM, the Lunar Excursion excursion Module, is one of the greatest hours of TV you'll ever see. Mm. Oh, it's man. fantastic. You would this, love it. The stuff check that it out. Hanks produces is so good. I know I'm not a big like war military person for, for movies and stuff. Band of Brothers, that that miniseries oh. still just gives me chills. Well, and you know, they're doing oh. a third one. <gasps> they're doing a third one right now. They did Band of Brothers, then they did The Pacific. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing, and I forget the name of it, they're doing one about the air war. Ooh. About the Air Force. Okay. You, you know so. what I remember most about Band of Brothers is because at the time I was doing the DVD area in uh, Best Buy, like the tin cases. You were doing that they it? Would, what does that mean? I mean, like I was like I was like you know stalking the area. Oh, you yeah. were working. Okay. There. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, the tin cans for the Band of Brothers uh, DVD collections. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that. I had that. The DVD. Of course you do. I wasn't even going to ask you. I don't know. (laughs) I I actually have that too, and I have the Blu-ray copy of the hard copy of it. I love Band of Brothers. Oh, you did too, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's Band of Brothers is great. All right, Chris. Now that we're completely where I don't even remember what the last topic was. (laughs) So off topic. Chris, what is the next topic? This is from Chuck the Mystery. Rob, you're doing a great job today talking about Coppola. I loved the conversation, which released the same year as Godfather Two. Hackman is fantastic. Uh, Chuck the Mystery, you you are correct. The conversation is one of the great paranoid thrillers of the 70s. I would say if you want to have a great uh, 70s paranoid double feature, watch (laughs) The Conversation and Warren Beatty in the Parallax View, which both of them are available on Blu-ray. Criterion released the Parallax View. Uh, The Conversation is terrific, an incredible Gene Hackman performance. And interestingly enough, the Tony Scott movie, M, uh, Enemy of the State, which teams up Will Smith and Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman is basically playing Harry Call again, unofficially, yeah. his character from The Conversation. So you could watch The Conversation in the Parallax View and then watch Enemy of the State for a great triple feature. Ooh. I guess you could also add like Blowout, right, with John Travolta? Blowout's another great, another great movie. Um, Brian De Palma directed that. I think 1980. 81, I think. 81. That's a, yeah, you might be right. 81. Uh, That is a great, great film. I love Blowout. Well, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're just going to end it on that. I love Blowout. I love Blowout. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Andy, one of two. The CW canceled six shows before they surprisingly canceled Legacies. A few hours after, I thought Legacies was the worst show before Riverdale got uh, even stupidly worse at first. But the show found its footing in later seasons. I agree, Andy. This doesn't just end the show, but the Vampire Diaries franchise. Yeah, Legacies knows that it's goofy and embraces that same way in like legends of tomorrow was just like you know what let's just like infuse this with booster gold energy and and take the show for what it is and legacies plays with genre it plays with like teen drama tropes it makes fun of a lot of the past decisions of the cw it really really is very self-aware do That's you think mission. though this is really the end of the vampire diaries franchise no, <laughs> no. vampires always come back yeah i mean i, I was gonna say you 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 can't you can't really ever get rid of them, you know, right? They're yeah, always there. They're everywhere. always there. You invite uh, them in once and then you're screwed. Too valuable. What do yeah. you think, Jonathan? Are they going to end the Vampire Diaries franchise? Or are we going to get another Vampire Diaries oh, I show? think there's always iterations down the road. We're never going to be free of vampires and zombies. Where are the werewolves? So that, that's one, coming next. There's only one vampire that we care about. That's Blade. That's is that true. the only one? But yeah, I can't. I can't. A blade is technically not. Well, just you know, I, I had the segue there, and then it was just didn't work. I I thought about <laughs> it. I was like, he's not really a vampire. Are you gonna go through with this? And I did, <laughs> and it came out to be worse than I thought it would I be. I love the whole dialogue that you're having internally. Yeah, it's so, me so happy. I mean, but you know what? You gave it a shot. You could yeah. you could have shied away from it and slunk away, but you did. You went yeah. you went for it, it, which is good. All right, Chris. What's next? Uh, from Doctor Strange. Rob, do you think <laughs> Jason Sudeikis is a good fit for Reed Richards in 616? Look, I like Jason Sudeikis. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Ted Lasso. Love Ted Lasso. I, I mean, he's great. I don't, I don't like him for Reed Richards. I don't because he seems... I don't know if he has the gravitas. To me, Reed Richards... Like, you know who would have been a great... I'll say this one more time. Anson Mount who plays Captain Pike on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Great. Also, I can't say what else he's in, but he's also, if you look in your multiplex, you might be able to find him somewhere. Yeah. In the multiplex. Um, but it, you, <laughs> you, you need somebody with that kind of gravitas. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Jason Sudeikis, and, and even though Reed Richards is professorial, he still looks like a superhero. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis doesn't remind me of a superhero. I don't know. Maybe he could have a superheroic quality. That's fair. But I mean, we did, we felt the same way about Chris Pratt when it was the Parks and Rec guy is going to be Star Lord. You know what? He's a goofier character. That, that is a that is a good point. It just it, takes a good fitness trainer. Exactly. I mean, look at uh, cast of uh, Eternals. I mean, half yeah. of them. Screw like, No, you're right. Okay. And, I mean, Camille. They, he look at he looked incredible. Yeah. And but you're right. But I still don't know if Jason Sudeikis could pull off i mean the thing about reed richards is he has a wisdom beyond the ages Ooh. he's not just smart Ooh, yeah and i would i would need that quality well, and, and what works for ted lasso is that it's it seems like it's going to be folksy wisdom R right and you That's have your expectations subverted of i have a preconceived notion um that i love dealing with of southerners do not sound intelligent and so when he drops exquisite knowledge and you know quotes prolific poets and things you're taken aback because you're not supposed to have that kind of brain power that's right that's correct mm. well chris with that kind of insight oh, we thanks. need to know What's next? What's next is from James Argenta. I think SNL, uh, Superman and Lois, and Stargirl will move to HBO Max. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, aren't they already on HBO Max? I think you have access to them on there, right? Yeah. I, I think the DC so. Properties? 
I would imagine because, you know, I think Superman and Lois, to be honest, that was a show that I was like, I didn't have much faith in it. It's really good. That first episode, when you have that iconic Superman with the green car moment, it's so beautiful. And then just the cute folksy moment of, I really like your suit. Thanks, my mom made it for me. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a good Clark and he's such a good Superman. Uh, absolutely. And you know, I, I, having worked on, I worked on Superman Returns and I think that Superman and Lois got to where Superman Returns wanted to get to. Yes. And the idea of, of Superman being a father of two teenage sons. I mean, the one thing Superman's superpowers can't help him do is be a dad. You know, it doesn't matter how strong you are. You have to have a, you have to have a heart. You have to have a soul to be a father. And I love, I love that whole, how he comes to grips with that. And I like his kids. I like, I like the relationship he has with Lois. The thing that makes that show work is, it's not just a Superman show. It's a really good family drama. Absolutely. And and that is, I thought that was a pretty genius way to go. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it'll survive. I, I, I chuckled right now when Chris turned to me and she's like, aren't those on HBO Max? I was like, I would have to go into John's house and check because I don't have HBO Max. <laughs> you have HBO Campia? <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, he doesn't share his access codes with I, you? I, you know, I'll just walk up in the house and just start watching. It's fine. I mean, family. <laughs> family, baby. No. Other than Paramount Plus, don't ask me about what's on any other streaming service or else I would have to stop by the Campia house, check it, come back here, give you your answer. Well, I, I'd be curious. I mean, I want to know everything. That he, <laughs> yeah. Every every subscription that the Campia house subscribes to, because maybe there's things that I need to just hang out and watch that I don't yet subscribe to. Because that would, there's so much television now. That'd be helpful. All right, Chris, what's next? MP, I ordered two flavors of Zevia. We're not allowed to say. Oh, yeah, we Is can't. Is it Zevia or Zevia? Did you? I have to say Zevia, Zevia. 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 Oh, we okay. can't say. Yeah, we can't. The, those cheap sons of bitches. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Even though uh, the man who sits in this chair got me addicted. He's a pusher. When oh, I was John's man. assistant, I had to buy so much of that stuff. So goddamn always. I was very concerned about him. I'm just like, how are your teeth okay? It's a, it's a plant, <laughs> Do you drink water? It's a plant-based sweetener they use. Oh, that. that's nice. Mm. Yeah, so there's no sugar in it. Well, sugar is plant-based. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> I guess sugar is plant-based. Rob, Rob looked like his mind was just but it's got no Everything wait, changed wait, wait. Oh, in Rob's zero calories. It's like zero calories. Mm. So, yes, sugar oh. is plant-based. The bill always comes Rob, to Don't I feel stupid. <laughs> well, Rob. I, when I say plant-based, I'm, I'm thinking like Knives Over Forks, that documentary when you're oh, eating yeah. a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. I don't think about the fact that, yeah, sugar cane is That's true. But to be fair, I mean, sh uh, most refined sugar is bleached and all that. There's chemicals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The process. So I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. There's so much brains in here, man. I don't belong in here. <laughs> yes, you do. When you start talking like that, I'm like, mm, moon. <laughs> what are we doing today? It's okay. You can hang with us anytime. <laughs> right. Chris, what's next? Irene Jobson. Positive vibes to John and his family. We love you, man. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's sweet. That yeah. That's sweet. real nice. I appreciate yeah. that. What else do we have? Yeah. Kaden, come on, Rob. Tell us what happened at lunch. No. What Wait, happened what happened at lunch? lunch? What happened? That was like from weeks ago. But what like, happened? What happened, what happened at lunch? lunch? I was going to say something. Do we need to put up a disclaimer right no, now? No, no, no. No, we were just having, we were having a conversation about certain things that we'd heard and stuff. And and um, I think John thought I was going to say something. <gasps> oh, yes, in Vegas. Oh, that yes, thing. Yeah. But, but. But it, the thing is, now people think something, nothing happened. No, no. no we just had insider information that is very 
personal. Yes, personal. Yeah. That, that I wasn't. That's not and what that's I was going to share. Yeah, but it was but just yeah. a misunderstanding. Yeah, and we couldn't really go over it. Like, yeah. Internet, yeah. I love you, but y'all think so much nefarious stuff is happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, there's so much backbiting. <laughs> we're such chatty Cathy's oh at lunch, gosh. and all we do is gossip. I mean, we're yeah. one step away from you know being on page six of whatever Basically. magazine. <laughs> no, we're we're the Campia crew truly loves one another. Yeah. And uh, when we do go to lunch, we usually go someplace good, and hopefully, maybe John will pick up the tab. Yeah, but you know what? Is. When when John John we go to lunch with John, I don't get a beer. I'll admit that that's that's the nefarious thing that happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I won't have alcohol unless I know we're not going to the office. I was gonna again. say, but if if it's me and you, then yeah, yeah, we'll drink. Then we then we drink. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we're waiting to see a movie, it's like, hey, then we're like, buy some drinks. I know. Every time we meet you guys up, it's like, where are they? Are they meeting us at the theater? No, no they're at the bar. The and then yeah, we man. walk in and just see both of your guys' backs. And we're like, already at it again. <laughs> already at it again. We're on brand. We yeah, know you drank all the aviation gin. <laughs> I think I drank so much that weekend that I'm good for the rest of the year. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm really a lightweight. Like if you know the story that I got drunk off a Chipotle mar- margarita, the small. <clears throat> Aren't those non-alcoholic? No, they are. No, they, they, they are alcoholic. Just not a lot. But man, I was... Oh. I ordered a couple burritos after that. I had I already had one burrito in front of me, but I said maybe I want a steak one too, and I was just collecting burritos the rest of the day. Oh. Um, I love that. When the cat's away, these are the kind of conversations we can have during yeah. the super chats. <laughs> Chris, what is next? All right, from Raphael. R.I.P. Fred Ward, Henry and June, The Right Stuff, and Tremors are my faves of his performances. Yeah, Henry and June, another film. That was, by the way, an NC-17 movie that was also directed by Philip Kaufman. Checking it out, baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, when when I heard Fred Ward, I didn't know who that was. And then Chris pulled up a picture, and I was like, I know exactly who that Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. His face is one of those ones where you never know the actor's name. But yeah. you see them everywhere. One of those yeah, guys. yeah, and, and but he was always his 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 sensibility. He was always kind of gruff, and yeah, he was a great great actor. Oh, he had just like I think it was like a two episode arc on Grey's Anatomy, playing Denny Duquet's father, and it was just like so good. It was so oh, what an incredible performer, man. He will be missed, but he had a good life and a good career. And check out a Fred Ward movie this weekend, and yeah. tell us what it is in the comments. What's next? What is next, Chris? I can't speak. From Sin Vendetta, with X Men '97 coming out in 2023, any chance of rewatching the X Men the animated series? It's the show that got me into Marvel and X Men, and where my favorite hero of all time came from, Gambit. It's Ooh, true. This series. Uh, yes, you know, uh, I love that series. What's X Men '97? It's the continuation of X Men '92. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would imagine they're going to have the same music. They yeah, better. it's like a direct continuation. Yeah, it's a yeah. direct continuation. With you know, that sweet 90s animation style. You know what was funny? Me me and uh, my roommate Ryan were watching the, they were playing Office rerun, reruns yesterday on Comedy Central. And I, I remember telling him, I was like, man, I wish there was a channel that like replayed just like all the X-Men animated series. So yeah, of course I'm going to rewatch the X. Absolutely. Can't be, you got to watch it on Campia Plus. Oh yeah, yeah but, that's where did, you go. Is that did Gambit come from the animated series? I thought Gambit was introduced in X Men Two Sixty Six. Yeah, he he did have that introduction in the comics. Yeah, he like was introduced that. in the comics right. first. Yeah. yeah, not like not like uh, Harley Quinn, exactly. who was introduced on the animated series to look um, back 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 the other way. But Gambit and Rogue, that was where I was like, oh, this. Yeah, because they're dynamic. southern, you know, from the yeah. the, the Cajun the the I Raging love that Cajun. version of of Rogue, who's just like, I don't care that my powers can drain people's life force. Mm, I'm cute and southern. 
Uh, man, I look, the introduction, introduction of Rogue happened in uh, Avengers Annual 10 mm-hmm. that was uh, drawn by Michael Golden and written by Chris Claremont. And she stole, Carol, well, Carol Danvers stole her powers. Mm. Threw her into the threw off a bridge into the water. Oh my gosh! I love that. Marvel loves throwing people off bridges. Mm-hmm. Avengers Annual Ten is one of my favorite uh, superhero comics. Yeah, have to read that one. I'm not. Anyway, that. what's next? Bye bye. Chef Rigo, come for lunch, guys. Chef uh-huh. Rigo, hey, well, chef. wait. Uh, my 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 chopsticks are there. Yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, illuminate them and bring. But you know, what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring those chopsticks no. and use them. I, I kinda, you should. <laughs> I kind of don't want to use them for food. I want to use them to like put my hair in a bun for Star Wars celebration. Oh, that'd be, oh, cool. yeah. that'd be cute. Yeah, that'd be you, super yeah, you cute. Totally I'm like, you can't. I can't eat like sushi and then like put that in my hair. No, Logan's hair should be in like a bun fish. too. Logan's hair should be in a bun. It yeah, often is. Both of you guys should yeah. bun it out. We should <laughs> bun it out. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chef Rigo. By the way, thank you again for these yeah, wonderful gifts. They're so cool, and I would totally come for lunch if I didn't have coaching right after this. And I would totally oh. come for lunch, but John's not. But John's here. not here to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the real truth, baby. <laughs> All right, what's next? From Andy, why the fuck are these CW shows getting axed and not Riverdale? It's because those other shows don't know the epic highs and lows of high school football. Well, that could very well be. Uh, <laughs> you know, having not seen an episode of Riverdale and only heard about it, I think the reason they keep it on is because it's so insane that they want to keep the water cooler conversation about I how insane so. the show is. And maybe it's like a combination of all the CW shows put together. So they could do whatever they want with it if they want to change the theme. That's true. The, the they characters. keep doing that. Yeah, they're, so, like, they're all superheroes now. Yeah, it's like, what do we feel like this week? Let's do it. Riverdale. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe somebody just has some dirt on someone else. You know, maybe there's, yeah, maybe somebody bribed somebody to, you know, what is Riverdale started song. as a legitimate, hey, we're going to update the Archie characters. Yeah. And then as it went along, somebody's got some dossiers on somebody about mm. terrible, yeah. nefarious Wildly behavior. Otherwise, how do you explain all that? I don't know. I don't know. It hurts my brain. It hurts my heart. Well, Chris. Addison. Hey, guys. Was wondering if you guys ever watched Netflix's she and the Princess of Power of... Yes, we did. It's one of the best animated shows I've ever seen. Yes, Addison. Ray, what do you think about this show? I never said yes like that before. That was only you. (laughs) I like the show. I actually like it. Yeah. Like the animation is completely different from the um, old She-Ra cartoons. But I I welcome any changes as long as, you know, you keep me, um, you know, interested. Then, yeah, it's a good show. It's great storytelling. They do really, really fun stuff with it. Katra and uh, Adora's relationship is really, really interesting. Um, Scorpia, oh my gosh, she's just a cinnamon bun. I love her. There's a big controversy. Like, did you guys see the new He-Man, the Kevin Smith He-Man? Yes, well, I did. One. I, I actually liked it, but there's like, you know, changes are like hard to accept for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with everything, you know what I mean? But you know what? I accepted it for what it is. I just wanted mm-hmm. to see hear your guys' opinion. You know that. what you really should watch on Netflix? Dota. Yes. Dragon's Blood. What's that? It's a show I worked on. Oh, I'll never watch that. <laughs> wow. Maybe. Wow, you're tough. You guys are tough. Maybe well, someone I, got me a Christopher job on their animated series. I do oh. want to see Our Father. Our next one. Our Father. I'm g- going to check that out this weekend. All right. As horrible as the story that is. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the bots. Oh, no. Oh, no. My password. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> look, 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 because they'll say my password. Okay, there you there go. go. Yeah. All right, uh, you'll see your password. Chris, what's next? All right, from uh, Igar Garcia. Sorry if I pronounced your name incorrectly. Nuna came for Rob, the Sultan of Superfluousness. What? There's nothing superfluous about I Rob. am not superfluous. 
I am I am dropping the knowledge. This is very true. The knowledge whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Although you know, okay, I'm a little superfluous. Let's be you fair. wax poetic. But... Well, I, I, I sometimes go off on tangents, especially when I'm hosting the show. That's fair. You know, it's true. <laughs> so I'll take it. The Sultan of Superfluousness. Nice. Um, I couldn't come up with something better, something more direct, something that's not. I like being a Sultan, though. Does yeah, that mean I have a go. harem? Probably. It's pretty good. Then yeah. I'll be as superfluous as you want me to be. Okay, Chris, what is next? From Mr. Holdbrook, Rob, Iron Eagle or Top Gun? <laughs> Dude, there is only, I mean, I know you're going to throw Lewis Gossett Jr. at me. Top Gun is way cooler than Iron Eagle. Way cooler than Iron Eagle. Has better music. I mean, Jason Gedrick, Tom Cruise. Jason Gedrick, Tom Cruise. What would you pick? And by the way, here's another thing about Iron Eagle. As somebody who built models of a lot of the aircraft in both movies, Iron Eagle would really bother me when they couldn't get, sometimes the planes would have missiles on them, and sometimes they wouldn't from shot to shot. It made my teeth ache. But I do want to say that I went to an advanced screening of Iron Eagle. I had uh, press screening tickets. What was that, like 87, 86, 87? It was around the same time because I saw Iron Eagle one week and The Hitcher the next. Iron Eagle was not as good of a week as the Hitcher's week was. So, can what you do you guys appre- think? Do you have a Do you have a choice? Can you appreciate that they were using the missiles? You just didn't see them. They were just off-screen wars, like crazy wars, too big for the budget. But then the missiles would come back. Yeah, then That's the missiles the would come back. Oh, you know they would they would be gone. And I, I I couldn't. I would it drive. <laughs> oh, okay. Plus, you know what? You know what? I have to tell you too. Uh, in Top Gun, they had the F-14, mm-hmm. which I love the F-14 because I had a monogram 148 scale kit of it. And the wings moved on that. I just love that. I love that so, so much. Hey, quickly, just speaking about jets, and if this is a spoiler, we'll just not. But with the new Top Gun, they're in F-18s, and those aren't like the most modern jets. Is there a reason for that? You know, that's an interesting question. And that's not a spoiler because you know that it's in the um, – Yeah. You know that it's in the um, – Trailers, yeah. In the trailers. I think the reason that they're using F-18s is because there's a specific mission. Okay. In the film, so there's a point to it. That's all. Yeah, there's know. a, and okay. that's why they're using those particular jets. All right. So there you go. That's what I would say. But now, what about you two? Top Gun or Iron Eagle? I don't know what Iron Eagle. Yeah, is. she. Well, yeah, well, okay. Put it this way: Iron Eagle played so much on regular television that it became like at the level of Top Gun. But if I really look at it, probably Top Gun is better. Hmm. I mean, I will say this: Iron Eagle had sequels. They didn't have to wait 36 years to have a sequel. They had like three sequels and 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 female <laughs> bodybuilder, I think her name was Rachel McLish. Rachel McLish uh-huh. ended up starring in like Iron Eagle Three. If memory serves, I don't know, I'm being superfluous. But um you never know. Yeah. Uh, uh so that from that perspective, you could say Iron Eagle has it over Top Gun, because Top Gun it took Top Gun thirty six years to get a sequel. So yeah. Iron Eagle had three. And it had Oscar winner Lewis Gossett in it too. Yeah. It's amazing. All right, Chris, what's next? From Al Renshaw. I love me some real steel. Jackman and Lily were great in that movie. Think we'll ever see a sequel. We're seeing a television show, aren't we? Yeah, there is some real steel sequel yeah. being done. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Hugh Jackman's going to be in it, but I liked Real Steel. Did you? I, I love that movie. I it's fun. I mean, it's I got boxing that. and robots. Yeah. It's yeah. love. We, we did the red carpet, and uh, that, I think it was my first CinemaCon. That's when I met Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Hugh Jackman. They were uh, doing the... Both of them really nice guys, but Hugh Jackman, what, what a dude, man! Like he's after that interview, he's like my favorite guy in Hollywood. Like he was so nice, and like we only had a couple. They give you what, 
well when you work further down the line the less uh you know the less popular media we were like at the back end you know you only get so much time to talk to them right but he stayed there and made sure like even though they were telling him to move on he was just like so hyped he was like you know talking about his training because i wanted to know about the boxing stuff he was such a nice guy i i love him i don't care what he's doing or whatever movies in i'll always go see it just because it's yeah him. he's yeah, great i mean I look I wouldn't have seen the great, the only reason that I own the greatest, well, the Steelbook, the, that I own the Steelbook of the Greatest Showman is because John waxed Rhapsodic. We were going to, uh, we were going to get uh, Film Tools. Is it Film Tools, Jonathan, film, where they had the slider? Tools. Yeah, film Tools. Um, I remember driving there and John's like, you got to listen to this song. And he starts playing me the soundtrack to the Greatest Showman. Like, I didn't have any interest. And um, when I was going through Best Buy once, there was one lonely Greatest Showman Blu-ray, Steelbook. And I love Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. I worked on the X-Men special features and I bought it. Oh, blindly? You bought it blindly? I bought it without blindly just because John was a fan of the movie and he was playing that song, which I liked in his car. And um, I bought it, took it home and Elizabeth and I watched it. I loved it. I love The Greatest Showman. I, I've only done that once, buy, buying something blindly without uh, uh, knowing or seeing if it was any good. It was the... MTV Spider-Man series. Do you remember that one? Yep. With, With Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Harris? Yeah. yeah. And I love that show. I don't know why a lot of people... I, I, I really liked it, so... What's good? Know. Blind buys are good. Yeah. Chris, what's next? We are now going to hear from Joel Rolston, who sends in a $20 super chat. Thank Ooh, you, Joel. Thank you. As intrigued as I am about Coppola creating a passion project like Megalopolis, I'm concerned. This is a filmmaker who had his ups and downs after The Godfather. Selling his winery for this sounds ludicrous. Is he okay? Joel, he's an artist, you know, yeah. and, and by the way, Coppola, this goes all the way back to the beginnings of his career. He was always putting his own money into projects like his company, American Zoetrope. Um, you know, this is not something unique for him. I actually saw him speaking about this. He was being interviewed and like no one in Hollywood today, no one would give him this money to make the movie, even though he's made Godfather one and two and Apocalypse Now and the conversation. He just couldn't get this movie financed. And I think, you know, when you're in your 80s and you are quite wealthy, finally, in his life, um, why not bet on yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't take it with you. He's got a, he's got a very successful family. Uh, selling his winery probably made, it, made them, <laughs> they're probably all taken care of. So if not betting on yourself at this point in your life, who should you bet on? Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I would, you know, if this is his last project, I, I'm going to see it. You know what I mean? His yeah. big thing, especially if it's something he's been working on since 1980s. There's a lot of curiosity that's coming out like from me about how he's going to go about it. How will it look? I mean, I'm going to see it no, ma no matter what, just because I know that he sold the whole winery just to make this film. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, he made his last couple of movies like Youth Without Youth and Tetro, and they weren't the greatest movies in the world. But, you know, like you go back and you watch something like The Rainmaker. I really like that movie as a studio John Grisham adaptation. I think it's pretty good. And I think that we could probably get, look, this is a passion project. I'll watch any artist's passion project, yep. a filmmaker that finally gets to make yep. their passion project. Usually, even if it's not entirely successful, it's a lot more interesting than most movies. <laughs> okay, here's a question. What's the worst passion, passion project that you've seen? I don't know if you've seen one where wow. someone said, yeah, this is my passion project. And you went to go see it and you're like, uh, you should have had another passion. 
Should have been a different path. That's actually a really good question. I mean, I can't think of anything right oh, off the okay, top of my well, head. Okay, well, do you have one? The room. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't the room uh, a past? Oh, the it project? is the room. Yeah. I can't believe that or, was a past. Or the spirit. Oh yeah, the spirit was the spirit. I That's might be Frank the only Miller person and, that yeah. was actually entertained by the spirit in theaters. I'm sure if I watched it again, I was like, I don't know what I was thinking, but in the <laughs> moment, I was like, this is ridiculous and stupid, but I'm having fun. I don't know. I just. You know, Samuel Jackson dressed as a Nazi dentist couldn't even change the tide for me. I was like, what is this? I love this yeah. comic so much. And I don't even want to ask Rob what his passion project is because you know what it'll involve. No. No, that's not true. I, I, oh, I, did I, I just? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I, I, there's, I have a passion project. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm working on it. Okay, good. I, I, I have a script for it. Awesome. It's something I've wanted to make for a very long time. It's a little wacky. I even have a bunch of storyboards for it, and I've had the actors who I want to play the parts drawn into the storyboards. This is the first time I'm here about this. That's kind of yeah. exciting. It's yeah. very exciting. So working on that, but I don't want anyone to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. completely understand. Got to keep it, got to keep it secret, got to keep it safe. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it's based on a novel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's not about sorry. That I didn't write. <laughs> that I didn't write. All right, Chris, what's next? From Sam Fisher. <laughs> I hope us. Mama Campia feels better. Because she showed John Star Wars, she's to blame for all of this. Mm. If you can't tell, blaming her is a joke. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, we all hope that. Yeah, yeah, we hope she gets better. I, you know, I gotta say, uh, Sue. I don't know if she's. You know, I love her to death. I mean, the minute I met her, she was welcoming. When I was in Canada, I was getting homesick. My dad had just passed away, mm -hmm. so I was trying to get a that out of my mind. She she was always there. So like, uh, yeah, I, my best wishes and prayers. She's like uh, completely yeah. been on my mind since this uh happened so hopefully she can pull through we'll see absolutely and and i'm i'm terrified she's judging me because right <laughs> she watches every day i know and i'm like and then i, I was like you pull pull through everything is is fine because i really want to hear your judgment yeah <laughs> so mm. okay what's next from ron frazier hashtag axlav he ain't playing <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> Axlav, Axlav, He ain't playing. No, he's not. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he, he, man, that guy is ruthless. Mm -hmm. And even if he isn't to blame for all this, I want to think that he is to blame. I know. I want to, I want to make David Zaslav and the Axe of Zaslav. If you can get on the good side of the Axe of Zaslav, that would yeah. be that would be a good place to be in the business. But like, this is my headcanon. That yeah, is, absolutely. That is yeah. a thousand I mean, percent. I mean, the look at that. Yeah. And you know that he was actually taking people's necks off with that CW. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Did you make that, Ray? Yeah. That of is a course. fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoy. So I quite enjoy that. That's his um, uh, corporate picture. <laughs> that's his headshot. <laughs> that's exactly, well, it should be. I love it. And by the way, he's got a suit on without a tie, which means he's that I much know, more I kinda, dangerous. He's cool. No, that's even cooler. I kind of messed up. I forgot the splatter on him. But you know what? We no, only have so much time. splatter on him. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's that's his clean. power, man. Yeah. Okay. He gets splatter on other people, never him. <laughs> yeah. never you him. act away from yourself. That's right. It's a rookie mistake. <laughs> you guys know too you. much. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's next? So from uh, Azante, sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you so much. John, what do you think about uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds? Rob, I'm going to abstain from this question. I do not want, I'm going to get, uh, you know, John would be texting me. I don't, want, I don't want him to blow up my phone right now. That's true. I will say this: There has been two episodes of Star Trek: Strange New that, World that have been released for to, for general yeah. public. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could go on a long dissertation about certain <laughs> things, which I won't. But I will say this: 
I will say this. There is more to like in Star Trek Strange New Worlds, as far as Star Trek is concerned, than I have seen in the franchise since 2009. Okay. How about that? Okay. That's great. I, I, I have you guys seen it yet? Yeah, I like the first I episode. I'm yeah. still finishing up this last season of Picard because I'm behind on that. And then I'm going to jump into that. Well, then, since you've seen the first episode, Ray... What did you think? I, I thought it was great. I actually thought it was a movie. Like I said, like yesterday, uh, when it started playing, because I was doing the morning graphics because I just wanted to see, check it out. I had to do double takes. I was like, am I playing the right thing? This looks like a movie. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I really like it. I like all the effects in it. Um, Rob, I had a question for you. When, when it comes to any Star Trek, let's say it doesn't start off on the right foot for you. Is it something that you could get back into? Or is that is that something that happens, or are you just I'm scared to even go? No, 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 no. I'm just. Question. It's a basic yes or no question. Can, can like, you take responsibility for this? It's a basic yes or no question. Can you, if you checked out on the first episode, is it is it usually something that you could come back from if they pick it up or if they start doing things? No, absolutely. I mean, anyone will tell you that modern Star Trek, beginning with Next Generation, started out slow, um, and I I think actually to me the strongest of the modern Star Trek pilots was Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. And Voyager too. Um, Deep Space Nine's Emissary and then uh, Caretaker, the the Voyager pilot, I thought were both very respectable pilots. Okay. Uh, Next Generation was a little, they didn't quite, they were trying to recreate Star Trek, they didn't quite know what they were doing. And a lot of people like the Enterprise pilot, Broken, Broken Bow. Um, those were different for me than Strange New Worlds because Strange New Worlds is harking back to the, the universe that I grew up watching, which was the original series. Okay. So, you know, and there are things about it that I, I'll say this. I do not understand why the main character, Captain Pike, has seen his death. He's seen his moment of dying. Why would he ever be afraid of doing any mission on this new show, knowing he's not going to die on that mission? Right. He's like, this could be as dangerous <laughs> as all get out. But you know what? I'll go do it because I'm not going to die. There and might I be an answer an at the choice. end of the series. Who there knows? might be. There okay. Might be. I think they actually asked that as a joke, too. And we kind of went in on it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what? I'm just going to leave it there. I think I've I've been respectful, yeah. you know, and I, I haven't gone off. So, Chris, yeah. let's get off that Star Trek topic right. before I get in trouble. <laughs> From late night alum, Master Chief clapping cheeks last night. Thoughts? Mm, yeah, see what well, that that part I could have done without. Yeah. If uh, people who haven't seen it, you'll you'll know what he's talking about. But why could the, you have done without it? Just because, like, I didn't want. I don't know. I I don't see. I'm not used to seeing Master Chief with like a love interest. Oh. He's always been a soldier in the games, and that's where I say like, oh, there's a new interpretation. Like, you know, you just be open to accept it. I, I have my faults too. Like that kind of bothered me. And like, even though I'm here preaching, oh, it doesn't have to be like the game. You should be open to their interpretation. You know, if they feel it's better for the general audience. But that one a little bit bothered me. But now it's just wearing off, and I'm ready for the next episode. It's fine. Like I I don't I'm not I'm not gonna go on Twitter or like make a video about how the episode sucked or whatever. I in 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 the whole in whole. That back end, ooh, I watched it three times already. Like 30 <laughs> minutes to the end, I, I watched it three times yesterday. It's, it's looking good for the finale. Well, for you to say that, then yeah. the show's pretty good. Now, Chris, have you watched Halo at all? I have not. I have not either. Okay. I'm right. not either. Yeah, it's okay. No, I'm not, I'm not going to try to get people on. If I like it, I hope it stays on, then I'll keep watching it. So 
There's you know? just there. I know you guys have your own things. I got my own so things. So many shows. Yeah, I mean, and but I I would be interested to see how someone who's not familiar with the games like you two, yeah, would feel about a show like this. Yeah, I mean, I only played but, the first the first Halo, uh-huh. um, but. I would watch it as a science fiction show. And well, I yeah. do want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, the one more episode, then you could just binge it. Yeah. I mean. All right. That's probably how I'll do it. All right, Chris, what's next? From Disney Freak 309. Since Lightyear releases next month, I wanted to hear from everyone, what is their favorite Toy Story film? Mine is Toy Story 3. <clears throat> well, uh, you know what? I have to say, I still hark back to the first Me Toy too. Story yeah. because it was such a surprise. You know, I... I when Pixar, when Pixar was new, you know, you didn't, they didn't have that track record and mm. doing, doing CG animation like that was, was a, a fairly new thing. And I, I, you know, I was blown away by the first Toy Story. Uh, I was blown away by the emotion of it. I was, mm-hmm. I was blown away by, and, and Toy Story and to a certain extent, A Bug's Life. Oh, I love A Bug's I, Life. I loved A Bug's Life as well. Yeah. And I, seeing that, seeing how, how far Pixar has progressed, you can see that, they have never let, I don't think they've ever let, like Cars was not my thing, but no. like my young nephew loves yeah. Cars all. I did see Cars 3 with him. And while I don't love them, I understand they're still good movies. But Pixar's storytelling and the fact that they are able to elicit such genuine emotion and joy, earned emotion and joy. Uh, but that first Toy Story, I, I have to say I was enchanted by it. <laughs> and it was, it was, it I have a fond memories of seeing it in a theater because it was, it was really transportive. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that they've taken things like, you know, a world where Mr. Potato Head and, you know, Bo Peep or whatever, and then make you love. And the fact that they created fictitious toys, like they could have gone back and fallen back on, on existing toys, but right. they created new, new characters that were redolent of something Slinky else. dog. Well, that I loved. I mean, yeah. and the, so you, 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 but it was to see Woody and Buzz. I mean, I, I love the first Toy Story. What about, what about you, Chris? I mean, definitely the first one is the one that resonated the most. That said, though, there were moments in that third film because I grew up with these movies, right? And so Andy giving his toys away and having that be oh. so emotional. Like, I was just sobbing over that. The moment where they all just accept that they're all going to be incinerated. That was, in, like, I, I couldn't believe they went there. Yeah. Well, it, it's the best thing about Pixar is that it makes you deal with really, really heady concepts and these existential issues. Right. And But it provides a safe space. I think it's a lot of the reason why people gravitate towards horror, right? It's a safe space to like learn about your fears. Right. That's how these movies have always been for me of like, oh my gosh, I'm... I'm a kid and I'm filled with so much existential dread and I do think about my mortality a lot. Thank you for talking to me in a way that isn't condescending and right. a safe space for me to go, oh my gosh, yeah, this is what growing up is and this is what fear is and all these things. Uh, Jonathan, Toy Story? What about it? I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's the first one because that's the only one I've seen. So What? But you oh, know what? You're so lucky. I, you know, yeah, that's great. Think about it. I don't think I ever saw um, the fourth one. Oh, There's a fourth I just one? like the there third... Is. The third just really capped it off perfectly, and I'm like, "Why are we doing a fourth? I thought we just settled Money. all of this." That's how I felt too. But it, bless you, Thank it you. actually ended up being a, quite a good film. The all third right. one I still think should have been the end, but fourth they did a great job. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yay! So, Chris, what's next? From Josie Reviews, what is Jason uh, Voorhees? Is that that's the guy from they, Halloween? Voorhees. Voorhees. Uh, favorite fast food restaurant. Chick-fil-A. Thank you. I I killed your joke, Josie. I'm not familiar enough with Halloween. 
By the way, today is Friday the 13th. <gasps> is it? Oh, yes, kids. Today is Friday the 13th. Hence a Jason Voorhees joke. By the way, what is the first movie where Jason Voorhees appears in a hockey mask? I know the answer, but I'll... I'll go say it, Jonathan. I don't know it. Uh, is it Bill and Ted's no, Excellent I won't Adventure? say yet. No, you know? what Friday the 13th movie does Jason oh, Voorhees first appear in a hockey mask? I don't... I haven't seen any... Oh, I think I saw the first one. But... Jonathan? It's the third. Yes, it is. Friday the 13th, 3D. He does not appear. By the way, do you know who the killer is? Well, I don't want to. I don't no, want to no, spoil no, no, it. no, no. Yeah, no. don't spoil the first. If they I won't spoil seen the it. first one. By the way, the first Friday the Thirteenth movie is still. I watched it recently, and I used to think it was this ferociously vicious movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of quaint, mm. you know. <laughs> watch Compared it, it today's standards, in it, but it's surprisingly like oh. So that explains why these uh, NECA action figures I see on the shelf, like uh, from the first one, he's he's massless. He has like a really weird that comes later face oh Jason, okay that's Jason a later being maskless was later oh, okay yeah and in the second one he's basically just wearing a bag over his head oh okay that's what it is okay so you know so you have have you ever seen a friday the 13th movie not one not one not one no not jason jason takes manhattan Mm-mm. <laughs> not I, the I've, new seen, blood. I've seen the muppet version of that it's they about did the release same. a video game they're both quaint so <laughs> they did release a video game which I wanted to play for so long. It was like uh, it was a multiplayer game, and one person is actually Jason, and all the rest, like however many players are in the game, they actually go try to find stuff to get out of the camp. And you've oh. never seen one either. You've I've, never seen I it? I believe I saw the first one. Well, I I saw one, and he had the mask on. So now I don't think it's the first one. It wasn't the 3D one. Do you know they had a Jason versus Freddy movie? Yes. Did you know that? I was aware yes. of it. Have you seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie ever? Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry that I disappoint you. Okay, Chris, what's next? Existential dread every moment of my life. I tell, I know, I can't. I Nick, can't. hey guys, so what did you think of season two of Picard? I like season one, but season two was a slight <laughs> step down for me. I can take this, Rob. So far, I do think it's a step down. I would be happy if you would answer this question. I, yeah, I haven't completed the season. But I did think season one was much stronger and much more compelling. And so far, while there are some really, really interesting storylines with Soong and everything, I'm not as compelled as I was in the last season. But I, I've got like three more episodes, so. Ray, did you watch Picard? Does he not use Cerebro anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for that part in Picard and it's not coming. Yeah, you know Picard and Cerebro. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Cerebro was on the Enterprise D, and that crashed on Viridian Three. So I, I will say, bless uh, Patrick Stewart. I yeah. mean, he's he's still going. You know, whatever he wants to do, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, I mean, we know we know it's not a spoiler. We saw him or heard him in the trailer that Professor X is in Multiverse of Madness. So Patrick Stewart, he's playing Picard and he's playing Professor X legacy characters. So kudos to him. Kudos. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. I will hold oh, my yeah, see? Hold on. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. All right. Chris, what's next? <laughs> From Sam Fisher, they should call the Spinal Tap sequel Spinal Tap 11 because 11 is uh, two in binary. So now they can say the franchise goes to 11. You know what? We we didn't mention this. Uh, this news dropped yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original creators, Rob Reiner, the director, is coming back as filmmaker Martin DeBerge and Harry Shearer. Um, um, 
why uh, why am I Harry Shearer? Why am oh, I Doctor Strange Fingers? No, the 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 cast of Spinal Tap. You know, I don't. I've never seen it. Why am I drawing a blank on the cast of Spinal Tap's name besides Harry Shearer, Nigel Tufnell, um, um, and Christopher Guest, and Chris, yeah, Christopher yeah. Guest, and 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 Michael McKeon, right? Yeah, <clears throat> the original cast of Spinal Tap. They're coming back for Spinal Tap Two. I can't wait. That'll be fun. Big bottom. My girl's got one. How can I leave this behind? Come on. <laughs> Isn't Spinal Tap a mockumentary or yes. something? Okay. Then, you know what? I might like it. It's I mean, so, so fun, right? I thought I Top Gun was a crazy sequel to make, but this movie's going to come out almost 40 years after the original. Do you have a favorite Christopher Guest mockumentary, Rob? Uh, waiting for Guffman. I love Waiting for Guffman. That's a good one. Yeah. Was I right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, uh, I agree. I, I actually think that might be my favorite. What's that I one love about? Best in Show. I yep. love oh, Best you know what? Show. I just watched The Mighty Wind again. It's so good. Ooh. It's so good. Yeah. But Waiting for Guffman, probably I got the most laughs on. That's a great one. Uh, Spider, you've got to watch. You'll love these, right? You know, I'm starting to think Minority Island doesn't carry these movies. I will have to go back to my blockbuster I mean, on Minority Island. Oh, look at Island. this white-ass cast. Come on. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> all you guys know what you guys are talking about. I have no idea. What, what's Guffman? What is... What is <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Waiting actually, for Guffman is like it. waiting for Godot, but different. Oh, okay. You know, I have no <laughs> idea what you just said. Go um, but yes, you should watch Spinal, Spinal yeah. Tap. Is legitimately one of the funniest movies so, I've ever oh, seen. Oh, okay. It's one, and and it's not long. It's like eighty-five minutes. Oh, it's fine. It's really funny, and I'm if you like rock and roll music, because it's it's mentioned so much, so much that I, I I do have to see it. I just love the fact that they obviously these filmmakers have an idea. I can only imagine what it's like to catch up with these characters. You know, with Mick Jagger and the Stones still playing arena shows, what's Spinal Tap doing yeah. in 2022? I can't wait. Excellent. Chris, what's next? From Ty Burton, sending in a $20 Super Chat, so thank you so much. One from the heart did get a subpar Blu-ray release as part of the Coppola 5 film collection, <clears> but the guy in charge of Coppola's restoration said he's working on a new 4K edition. Here's hoping for a physical release. Yeah, Ty, Ty is correct. I mean, I have to say that Coppola has done a great job restoring his films. They did an, uh, Lionsgate first started, and they they did Apocalypse Now. They obviously just they just re released the Godfather restoration, but they've been going through his films. They did The Outsiders, a box set of The Outsiders came out, the complete novel, uh, Rumblefish. So they're they're going back into Coppola's back catalog, and I'm sure that the one from because one from the heart is a beautiful beautiful movie so yeah there i read that on twitter he he their re restoration guy tweeted out like two weeks ago that they're working on one from the heart so i would love to get that. that to the collection uh you know always you gotta um all right chris what is next from ulatan wouldn't it be funny if henry cavill is hercules in love and thunder since russell crowe is zeus <clears throat> i you know i never thought about that but that could be cool that would be fun. I would love to see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see Taika Waititi doing that, too. That's true. <laughs> like, I'm sure they Russell Crowe would have suggested it. Like, mm -hmm. why not? Yeah. That's... I feel like Taika Waititi has a very, like, Rob sensibility of, wouldn't it be cool if? Yep. I mean, that's, look, that's the guiding principle. <laughs> the guiding principle of my life is, wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah. That or always ask for, uh, never ask for permission beg for forgiveness mm -hmm. get it done mm -hmm. only if you know that what you're doing you can accomplish yeah if you fail doing something you can't ask for forgiveness you and have to accomplish something get in trouble for doing it mm -hmm. and then ask for yeah. forgiveness. except for murder except for murder don't, don't yeah do don't that. murder yeah. yeah 
Now, you have to be able to do this without infringing on anyone else's rights. Yeah, yeah, that's go. the whole okay. point of yeah, everything. You don't want to infringe on yeah. anyone else's rights. <laughs> I'm taking so many bold stances today. I draw the line at murder. That's yeah, where, yeah. where, yeah. where a good old Chrissy Carter Murder, destruction of property. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to hurt anyone else. Fair. You know, basically it's like when you're, <laughs> when you're making a low-budget movie and you want to go steal a shot on a street corner. Yeah. You know, you come out, as long as you get the shot pulled off when the police show up and go, uh, sir, do you have a permit for this shoot? What? Do I need a permit, need officer? A permit? I don't. I did I don't. that recently. Well, yeah. Like, it's a student film. I'm just doing it for my acting class. I'm so sorry. Oh. Yeah, as long as you get the shots. Yep. Yeah. Then get you're the good. Get the hell out of there. Please, officer. You know, <laughs> I've done that more than. Break the law, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the opinions no, on the John Campion show do not express those John Campion himself. <laughs> All right, right. Chris, what is next now that we're talking about being illegal filmmakers? (laughs) From Tim, sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you, Tim. Just wanted to say thank you for being there. I lost my brother yesterday, so I'm grateful for you guys for helping me put on a smile on my face. Oh, Tim, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Tim. Um, Hang in there, and and we're sending you and the rest of your family so much love. Thank you for still tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. And anything you need, please reach out and let us know. That is very nice of, of you to support us in this way, and, and uh, I'm glad we could provide some solace. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tim and your family, and what is next? We'll go to Sam Fisher now. I had a friend in high school who would rave about Sucker Punch. I thought it was a cool concept, but poorly executed, like Timberlake's In Time. Oh, you know what? Uh, not many people bring up In Time. Yeah. In Time was, was Oh, In Time. That was I liked I, it. I was disappointed, man. I think What? It, it was it was no, because it was made by the man who made Gattaca. Love Gattaca. And I know, and I thought In Time would be would be would be great. And I Andrew Andrew Nickel. And uh I was really I was disappointed with In Time. I mm-hmm. I love Justin Timberlake as a performer. Mm-hmm. You know, he was so great as Sean Parker in in the social network. And I loved Friends with Benefits. Yeah, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. He's and been he's been off the radar for a little while, bit, right? He, I haven't seen him. He hasn't done any music. I haven't seen him any news on him. Maybe he's a uh, maybe he's just being a doing dad. the family life. Yeah. He was also great in Inside Lewin Davis. That oh, scene yeah. when they sing "Hey, Mr. Kennedy." Mm-hmm. Uh oh, so good. But I, I will say this: uh, Justin Timberlake is like Lady Gaga. As soon as they bring out a new song. You know it's already a hit. Yeah. Like, like they're almost guaranteed. He collaborated with Duran Duran. You know, really? Yeah, yeah. So I, I look. I'm a big fan of Justin Timberlake, but In Time wasn't so good. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? From Chicharo, weird. Why doesn't Warner Brothers have a theme park? I mean, they kind of do. We've got Six Flags that has a lot of WB properties. Yeah, in it. and Universal has the Harry. They they, they yeah. license their properties out for other theme parks. Exactly. But it's inter- maybe they just don't want to be in the theme park business. Maybe. But they do have lots of theme park attractions at yeah. other people's parks. <laughs> that Harry in Potter a sense, ride. it's better, right? You don't have to worry about insurance costs and yeah. all exactly. the other. You know, you let make other your people buck deal and then with you it. Boogie. Oh, I think that go. works. <laughs> I love that Universal's Harry Potter World. Hey. It's one of my favorite places yep. to hang out in LA. <laughs> When you go there in a slow day, we we went there in a slow day. There's two things that me and my sisters actually did. We went on the Harry Potter ride, I think, 15 times in a row. We counted because we kept running off and then getting back in line. And then the Walking Dead thing, the zombie house, we ran through it so fast because it's, you know, it scares us a little bit, you know. So we ran through it so fast. We went through this door. We didn't realize it was the exit halfway that some lady actually had to say, hey, no. 
the rest of the maze is inside oh. it was just it was just hilarious he had to be there because we were just ducking and running through and so the the guys didn't even have time to set up because you know how they wait for groups to come in so the guy was just barely turning on his chainsaw when we just ran through wow well I, anyway story time thank you <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> well chris what's next from christopher brickner thoughts on halo show so far needs more covenant you had already talked about this i agree yeah more aliens, the better. Sweet. All right, Chris. From Michael Serta. Chris, hi. I know you don't like horror movies, but please tell me you've seen clips of Tony Collette's performance in Hereditary. Much love, crew. I have not. My dear sweet friend Megs, who's in the chat here, a lot of times we will start to watch a horror movie together <laughs> where I will watch the very beginning and I turn my back to the television and I'll just be hanging out with her and Logan for a while. And then she'll go, okay, you can leave now. This is where it gets scary. I'm like, okay, bye guys. And then I'll go read a book or something in the other room. Um, I don't I don't like horror. I, I get so scared and will have nightmares for so long. I didn't watch Saw until like seven to 10 years after it came out. When we watched it, a fan blade fell off our fan and flew across the room and almost killed my husband. And I spent the rest of the night crying and making sure he checked every nook and cranny for Jigsaw because I was convinced that someone was going to murder me. Like, I, I can't watch these movies, you guys. I, I think you should watch Hereditary. It's just a family drama. What about no. what about Shaun of the Dead? Have you seen that? I love Shaun of the Dead. Okay. I can, so I can deal with... Um, like stylized violence, like Tarantino and the stuff that Edgar Wright does, I can deal with like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, it's just a lot of actually like scary yeah, things right. I got just you. Hit me in a visceral way. Yeah. You should watch Hereditary. Just get back to me. It's a family drama. Just watch Hereditary. No. I'd love to hear your thoughts. No. It's quaint. It's quaint. Not, yeah. I know all of you Come are on. full of so much shit. <laughs> just watch a little Hereditary. No. I am. Um, can we take a bathroom break? <laughs> so, uh, so what's what's next? <laughs> From Xander, did John ever get a one wheel? What's a one wheel? A one, oh, the oh, little the one good, tire thing. Yeah, man. You know, you know, I've seen someone uh, actually who lives in the area where I live. Um, I think they just had just bought it, and the two times that I passed him, I was scared for his. He looked like he was gonna eat because he was going downhill oh yeah both times i passed by him different days like this guy is practicing i'm like man i do not want to see an ambulance or something here like the i've next always time wanted to ride one I, I'm, I too I'm too scared i'm too i need i need to be covered by like metal in order to feel safe like <laughs> i'm the type where if i get an electric bike i know the second day someone's gonna accidentally hit me yeah you know, it's one of those things where i just feel i don't have any luck wow all right, but he next? didn't get one. He didn't get one. Oh, uh -huh. no, no. All right, let's see what's next here from Blackjack Hooligan. There are so many great 4K drops coming. Lawrence of Arabia, Bride, uh, Bride on River Kwai, uh, Bridge, Bridge. Oh, Bridge. Bridge. Thank yeah. you. I was like, that's a movie it's I've never spell. heard of. Uh, Dog Soldiers. And what are some upcoming releases you're excited for, Rob? Well, I have Lawrence of Arabia on 4K because it came as part of the Columbia uh, set, but there, there is so much great. Uh, stuff coming out in 4K. And now, of course, I'm drawing a blank, but they just announced Stanley Kubrick's The Killing in 4K. Kino Lorber Ooh. did this week. I'm a huge Stanley Kubrick fan, so to be able to get The Killing in 4K is great. Um, the Raging Bull, Martin Scorsese's Raging Bull in 4K. Can't wait to get that. Um, but like you said, there's we're getting a, an embarrassment of riches when it comes to 4K, which is, for me, in my mind, 4K is where physical media goes to die. And there's someone I can finally get a definitive 4K disc. I know that's the last 
version of that movie that I will buy. But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff coming. What I really want, and Kino Lorber announced this, but they haven't yet said anything about it, is William Friedkin's To Live and Die in L.A. in 4K. That's one of my favorite films. They announced that they were doing it, and I'm worried they can't find the elements to make the 4K let, transfer. Where's let, the negative? Let me ask you something real quick, Rob. Um, what if I say is no? it the studio? Is it the studios who ultimately decide if they can make money off of making uh, a movie 4K, or is it just whatever studios like top movies are? What? Who decides no, that, that? That's actually a very good question. I mean, the studios. First of all, a lot of the studios are are doing new transfers of their film in, in films in 4K as to future proof them because all streaming services i mean eventually a, there will be 8k things and there'll be higher resolutions mostly for gaming and other things but i i really believe because the human eye can't see much beyond 4k so eventually all of the major studio uh catalog releases will be uh there'll be 4k versions okay. of them but but they decide like what they're going to put out especially on physical media because as we've talked about Right. Physical media drops about 15 to 20% every year in terms of sales. So they still think people are still buying 4K discs, people like myself, because they're the best versions of the movies. But they decide what, what they think is going to sell. Okay, And they, they often tie in uh, 4K releases based on do they have a sequel coming out to something, and then they'll go back in and right. release a box set or, or whatever. So Nice. What's next? From OG Jedi 2021, my Manscaped set shipped this morning, guys. A handwritten note from my balls will be sent as soon as I receive it. Wow. Good thing he doesn't know Your our address. balls have hands? <laughs> okay. <laughs> from Drago Hernandez. Do you have a doctor? <laughs> happy Friday the 13th, everyone. Happy, happy Friday, Friday the 13th to you, too. Yes, happy Friday the 13th. Uh, you guys should... Watch a Friday the 13th movie. Oh, no, I'm sure Chris will. Absolutely not. Come on, try one. I'm going to go home and watch DuckTales and feel safe. Woo. <laughs> All right, what's next? From uh, Assistant Professor X. Great job today, <laughs> Rob. Love the show. Oh, well, thank you, Assistant Professor X. Great. I hear from the Assistant Professor, not the actual professor. But <laughs> you know what? I, I, all kidding aside, that's very nice. Because, you know, I was I, I have big shoes to fill here, so... It's been it's been a little nerve wracking, but I'm glad you enjoyed the uh, comedy stylings we brought to you today. Uh, it's a real honor to be hosting the John Campia show. A, it takes a lot of energy up here because I'm finding myself thinking about what I'm going to eat for lunch when that usually doesn't happen until after I cut up the segments. But right now, I am thinking about lunch. I'm yeah. so hungry right now for some reason. <laughs> Is it the lights? <laughs> it's yes. It's the action. Mm, it's the, the action, action yeah. up here. Okay. All right, Chris, what's next? From uh, from Suthius, never fight a dinosaur. You'll get Jurassic kicked. Jurassic kicked. That's kind of funny. Don't fight a dinosaur. Get your ass kicked. Yeah, I like it. Oh, Jurassic kicked. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is pretty good, man. I'm going to. Can I Can I borrow that? You can use Jurassic this. Copywritten. Nice. <laughs> nice. I, no, I seriously didn't. Thank you, Chris. I, I didn't read it right the first time. That's so. not, okay. All right. Sam Automatic, 4K versus HDR. What's better? Well, HDR is high dynamic range. You can have you can have a movie that's in 4K. As a matter of fact, a lot of what Kino Lorber has been putting out in 4K does not necessarily have high dynamic range on it. Uh, the movie that I produced, Tango Shalom, unfortunately, we finished it in 4K, but we did not finish it in high dynamic range. What I would prefer, my 
preference is to get a 4K transfer in Dolby Vision because with HDR and HDR10, there's metadata that the the that the the file is sending to your equipment if you have uh, a 4K with HDR uh, equipped equipment. Dolby Vision readjusts your high dynamic range colors uh, much more than just standard HDR or HDR10. So given a given a choice, I want things in in uh, 4K Dolby Vision, if that makes any sense. For those rich blacks. The rich, those rich blacks. Love it. Um, yes, Chris. What is next? From Chuck the Mystery again. Loved a lot of the CW shows myself. Rob, do you see Superman and Lois moving over to HBO and leaving CW? I do. I mean, I think that's probably... I feel that that HBO Max is a better place than the CW because the CW is going away anyway. And, I, you know, I've always thought, even from the first episode, I thought that uh, Superman and Lois had a higher sheen. It just felt more like mm-hmm. it was less goofy. It was more grounded. It had more gravitas to me. So I could see it absolutely surviving on HBO Max. What do you Same. guys think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the production on it actually looked a lot better yeah. than a lot of the other shows. All right, what's next? From Johnny Wiener. First of all, I wanted to say hope that everything is well for John. Rob, the Hot Toys Iron Spider-Man, uh, Iron Spider I have is red and gold from the game, not that metallic red and navy blue garbage so-called Iron Spider. <laughs> so, yes, you have the video game. So, for those of you who don't know, Hot Toys has been doing a great line of Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man from the actual Spider-Man video game. Mm-hmm. And there is... there. Is, so, I... Look, man, I'm talking Iron Spider from Infinity War. I like that. But the Iron Spider from the video game is a great figure. So you are, you are correct. They and had that figure at Frankenstein's, and I was actually thinking about getting it just because the Iron Spider looks so cool. There was three choices that I had because I was going to get a hot toy that day. It was Ray. I'm sorry. It was Ray from Star Wars. No, it's a good figure. Though. Um, uh, Iron Spider and Alita Battle Angel. But I was really just going for what was available and i do not want to be my first hot toy to be oh just because it was available it has yeah it has to be the one that i want yeah that's ooh ooh ooh, honey (laughs) the one that i want (laughs) you are the one i want so i I, no i I, that is a great figure but i think that iron spider only has three legs doesn't it i think so yeah it's a cool figure though And, and i love those figures i mean I've got the Scarlet Spider. I've got Spider-Man 2099. Oh, I have, that's great. I'm trying to think of what other. There's one other one I have. The, the Imagine game. the Oscar Isaac version of that. The real animated, like, because he's like top heavy. Yeah. Yeah, like that would look cool. I hope they start, continue the Spider-Verse line in Hot mm-hmm. Toys. I think they will. You know, I think they're going to continue that. Yeah. All right, what's next? From BJ, uh, when is the hot toy of Zaslav with an axe going to be announced? (laughs) Not soon enough, man. I mean, they don't make enough Warner Brothers characters hot toys as it is, but I would love to get David Zaslav as the Frank Frazetta Molly Hatchet album cover painting, the famous Death Dealer. Although they do make a a figure of the Death Dealer. Maybe somebody can just do a... Hot toys. Zaslav head sculpt. Where's your executive line? Yeah, yeah. You know, Chapek, Iger, you know, Adam (laughs) Aaron... People buy uh, Bob Chapek, but if they'll, it would be cheap. It would be like the first fifty dollar hot toy. <laughs> no, they would charge you more. They would charge more. Okay, Chris, what's next? From Crashing Coyote, guys, please catch, catch up with Better Call Saul. The last season right now is on pace to be the best season out of Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. 
Well, I'm waiting. It's the final season. I got to buy like I did with Breaking Bad. I bought the 50-gallon oil drum of the entire series. And I watched some of the first season of Better Call Saul, but I wanted to wait. Mm. So I don't know why. You wait, I, you've been waiting for a long time. I've been waiting for a long time. So that's, wha- that's why. Okay. So I'm going to get the whole series and binge the whole thing. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I, just, I watched a few episodes of Breaking Bad, and it just wasn't my kind of show. There's enough shit happening in the world i like my tv to be with nicer people ducktales we get it yeah, yeah all right i'm gonna just do that every time you guys say ducktales perfect <laughs> richard k my favorite movie is the mask of zorro wasn't keen on the sequel could we get a third banderas Zorro movie where he passes the torch to his son joaquin and he becomes the zorro of the future movies man i would that movie is dope yeah the mask of zorro it was directed by martin campbell i believe who directed um Casino Royale and, and GoldenEye. Oh, nice. I love that movie. It's great. Antonio Banderas is great in anything. Even though he's oh getting older, gosh. he's great. He's he's always fantastic. I mean, in, in Uncharted, he's yeah. great. He was There wasn't enough of him. He was not used well. He got done dirty in that movie. Yeah, yeah that was pretty. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, but I love that film. Mask of Zorro is a great, great. It still holds up really well. It's a great movie. Yeah. Check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, what's next? From Raphael, my sincere thoughts and compassionate, positive energy is with you and your family, John. Oh, Raphael, that's very sweet. very nice. We're excited to pass all these messages along to John. Uh, Jason, hey, gang. My girlfriend got me my first pop last week as a gift, Dr. Strange, before seeing the movie. I have bought 19 Uh (laughs) cents in a week. Jason. uh, My God, my man. That's the way I do it. I understand why you all say, I understand why you all say they are addictive now. Yeah. Oh, let me let me take this one right here. Okay, <laughs> I didn't I didn't have I didn't have any pops right, and I started working or I went back to Collider. Dude, and, and there's me, Jonathan you, and me Dennis and Dennis and at Collider and AMC. I, they, yeah, they put they put my desk between them and Dennis on my right. I see has this wall of pops. To my left, I see Jonathan has some pops. I'm like, what are those? Oh, they're these things. Blah 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 blah. So I go and go on to Amazon, buy my first pop. It's Apollo Creed. Nice. Right? So I put it on my desk. I'm like, I'm part of the boys now. <laughs> that week, that weekend, I went back on Amazon. I ordered 36 pops because Come on. they were $10 each. And I was like, they have every character I ever liked. So I just started picking characters that I liked from every movie. That That's a hot I, point I, and a half you spent. Yeah. I, I just searched Funko Pops. And all the ones from the movies I liked, I clicked add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. I got a big box, and that was the start. And now I'm now I'm kind of done with it. Did but, you have to borrow money from John to uh, make no, it? No, that was like straight up financing, six months, you know. Amazon card, opened up Amazon card, opened up American Express, split the bill, you know, things... <laughs> It's different on my side of town, baby. I am glad that we are not a financial advice channel. Because, yeah. <laughs> boy, between your pops and my hot toys addiction, it, it I don't know. It was insane. Jonathan's the investment guy. Yeah. Yeah. The AMC uh, uh, and then later Collider Studio between yeah Dennis and myself and Ray, it was just like the walls were covered with pops everywhere. <laughs> Every lunch, I would skip lunch just, just to buy a pop at Hot Topic. We just kept buying them, like because we would go to lunch, we would go to the mall, yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh, just one pop. It's only ten bucks." Uh, Combo meals from Carl's Jr. are more expensive than a pop, but now they're expensive. They're like fifteen dollars each now. So, uh, uh, done with that. Anyway, Chris, what's next? From Josie Reviews again. I'm so sorry I botched your uh, Friday the Thirteenth joke. I thought Firestarter was okay. The score was fire. 
Uh, you know, I haven't heard much good about this new Firestarter. I, I want to see it. I mean, I read the book when it first came out. Um, is this releasing in theaters or is it, it just it's streaming? It's mandate today. Today. Oh, today. HBO Max? Uh, no, it's Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I want to see it. <laughs> I'm a huge Stephen King fan, so mm. yeah. What's next? From A. Marcellus, whatever the next big Star Wars trilogy is, I hope there's a well-rounded, cohesive script. And for the love of God, stop treating the Jedi like crap. <laughs> Sequels. <laughs> New Jedi in full glory. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, that's was that was one of the things I I liked about the prequels is that you saw the Jedi kick ass. But yeah, they yeah. they kind of got, you know, they were kind of dumb allowing the yeah. allowing the the Lord Sidious to uh, grow in their midst. Well, that whole thing was so stupid. Yeah, I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. I want to see the Jedi at the height of their powers. I think that's a good On idea. Tatooine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tatooine, Tatooine for sure. Of course. <laughs> Tatooine. Always Center Tatooine. <laughs> Uh, all right, Chris, what's next? Lucky BX. If the MCU brings back Wanda, give her a break from the Avengers storyline and let her mix in with the X-Men. We won't get super into yeah, that because, you know. Not yeah, we can't. We don't, we don't want to talk about where everyone ends up. But I will say this. I mean, you know, in the comics, Wanda is a mutant. Mm-hmm. And they have yet to acknowledge mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Really? I mean, mm-hmm. they call them miracles. Yes. You know, I mean, now you could maybe say that, but they haven't really. Where are the X Men? Yeah. Where are they? Where, where, where is Homo Superior in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Are there? It was Apocalypse in Egypt? I don't know. Do the Egyptian gods know Apocalypse? I don't know. Yeah. I want to know though. Yeah. All right, Chris. What's next? From Bart or Bert? Excuse me. Happy birthday, Rob. Oh, well, thank you. The 15th. We'll catch you later, bro. My birthday is uh, Sunday. Yeah. Oh. I know. My birthday is Sunday. I, I keep wish forgetting. I knew. What's that? I wish you, I knew. I would have brought you something today. I have him in my calendar. No, no, it's okay. You, you know. I would have baked something, man. Oh. Well, you can always. I could bring him Monday. You can bring him Monday. Right, there you go. There Monday you go. It's my birthday plan. week. My birthday week begins on Sunday. Yeah. Well, you're only getting Monday. It's Robapalooza. It. <laughs> it's, it's Robapalooza. You, yeah. know we, you know whose birthday we can celebrate, though, on Monday? John Schnapps. Oh, right. John Schnepp, he had his his birthday was a day after mine. Oh, wow. I didn't He was know one that. day younger than me. Oh, same year? Oh, wow. It's your birthday? No, I'm saying it was the same year you and Schnepp? Yep. Oh, wow. Ooh. Me and Schnepp were, we're, we were May babies the same wow, year. Wow, you baby. guys are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Our parents yeah, are doing it too. at the same time. Okay. Man. Wow. So what's next? <laughs> From Alex Martin. Hey, Rob, what do you think of NECA action figures and the McFarlane ones? I love Hot Toys, but they are ex- too expensive for me. I do have a lot of the NECA horror figures and love them. Thanks. NECA figures are great. I mean, (laughs) they've made just about everything. Anything you want, NECA NECA will make. I mean, the only problem with NECA, sometimes I have quality control issues. Yeah. Plastic mm. breaks and stuff. The prices are are great considering. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of my, my, I have a knife head and a gypsy danger from from, uh, uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, the the 18-inch ones. I love them. Yeah, they they the quarter scale. If you're gonna go up, that that's a difference of the quarter scales in um, Hot Toys. They could reach up to like brand new, like just released, not the older ones, because of course they're gonna be, but brand new they're like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. The NECA ones are like a hundred twenty five dollars. Yeah, with the same amount of impact because of the size. Yep, so. and they're, the NECA makes a lot of cool stuff, and they make a lot of diverse stuff. So if you're if you have a lot of, they make so many different kinds of horror characters, and they're in California. Always support your local companies, you know? Yeah. There you, you know go. What I mean? All right, Chris, what's next? From Dr. Bright. Hey, guys, my birthday is tomorrow. I turn 25. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Well, Dr. Aww. Bright, 
now that you're a quarter century old, yeah. you better accomplish great things. Happy birthday. That's uh, We may babies, man. I'm telling you. May babies. We are Tauruses, though, Maybes. so we're full of bull. <laughs> well done. What are you going to do? What's next? From Tyler V602, classic movie suggestions. 1987's Three O'Clock High. Absolutely hilarious. Also, not a classic yet, but Mel Gibson's Bloodfather is really good. Yeah, I want to see that. By the way, Three O'Clock High, directed by Phil Giovanno, starring the great Richard Tyson, who starred with Sherilyn Fenn in Two Moon Junction. What do you not know? Come on, man. <laughs> Three O'Clock High is a Casey Shamasco stars in that movie. Three O'Clock High is one of the great, it's kind of a forgotten it's not a John Hughes movie. I think it came out in 87. Yeah, that's what he says anyway, 87. Um, it's brilliant. Is I it, love 3 O'Clock High. Is that High. the one it's where so, he, he kind of befriends that guy to kind of help, he helps protect him? There's like a bully at the end of the movie or whatever? What's um, well, it's about, he touches a bully who doesn't like to be touched. Right, okay. And then they have to fight at 3 O'Clock. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the point of the movie. Well, well, well. well you got it. You got, well, uh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Uh, you got to touch thing. Like, you just, <laughs> you just got to watch it. And and he's got kind of this cool punk rock girl that's in love with him. It's it's mm. really, really good. And it's it's beautifully directed. Phil Giovanna was kind of discovered in in uh, film school. He was he was he was when I was at USC. Everybody wanted to be Phil Giovanna. He directed U2's movie Rattle and Hum, the concert film. He also made Final Analysis with Richard Gere and Kim Basinger. Never mind. I should, uh, yeah, I okay. won't go on. Just everybody <laughs> should watch Three O'clock High. You will love it. Good love call. It. All right, and then we have so much support coming in. Uh, we have Brian Whitney sending in another $50 super chat. Brian. Thank you Brian. so much, Brian. Good man. John Wicked, Chiba666, Jedediah Elias sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you so much, Jedediah. Rob C., the robo producer, Noah A.G., and then who is up here at Can't the really top? Can't really see it. Uh, oh. R.A. sent a $2 super chat, so Woo. thank you very much. Thanks, R.A. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so much to everyone who supported us today. That's amazing. That is so cool. Thank you so much. And guess what? That'll do it Phew. for this episode of the John Campy Show. The first time I've hosted. I hope I did an okay job for all of you. Of course, I couldn't have done it without the great support of producer Jonathan back there Yay. and my two compatriots all the way from the island. The island. Rayora. Minority island. And of course, the woman of a thousand voices, Miss Chris Carr. Actually, she's not Miss, but Chris Carr. Yeah. She's a hit. <laughs> I, of course, am Robert Meyer Burnett. Where can they find you, Chris, on social media? Oh, you can find me at, at actor Chris Carr on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you're interested in voiceover, you can go to eebstudios.com where I teach group classes. Ray? Ray or with a zero. And I just want to ask, like, if you guys have a little bit of time sometime in your day, just, you know, keep your prayers for John and his family. Absolutely. I know we need it right now. So, yeah. But everyone, have a good weekend. Have fun. Be safe. And I want to thank all of you who generously support this channel via Super Chats and Tips. With the Super Chats, you give us something great to talk about and contemplate and ruminate over. And you also support the channel. Oh. While, well, what? Where can people find Jonathan? Oh, where they can, can find people find me, uh, you know, behind the curtain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. I was just going to say, you give us something great to talk about. Okay. Uh, you can find me, Robert Meyer Burnett, on Twitter at BurnettRM. Uh, I can once again mention it. You can follow me uh, on Instagram at RM Burnett. Maybe John Campy will one day follow me. Or you can find me on my own YouTube channel, The Post Geek Singularity, or on TikTok at Post Geek Singularity, or go to my website, postgeeksingularity.com. My name is Robert Meyer Burnett. One more time, because I haven't said it enough right now. And I want to thank you 
for this episode of the John Campy Show. And thank you for being a generous audience. And um, this was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of you lovely people. <laughs> the camera. <laughs> and on that note, bye-bye. <laughs>